This is Retro Sports Radio. Visit RetroSeasons.com for more sports history. Very nice crowd on hand on this sun-kissed afternoon. A lot of youngsters in attendance. Uh, 8,000 plus out here last night. 8,173. And the Twins uh, with 26,687 uh, night before last. Of course, with Harmon Killebrew Mud Night, when a nice uh, thermal mug was given away to every fan in attendance, uh, signifying Harmon Killebrew's 500th home run, which he hasn't reached yet. He has two to go. He has 498. And Harmon, again, is not in the lineup today. Steve Braun will lead off at second base, taking over for Rod Peru, who has a mild cold. Cesar Tobar is in right field. Tobar in right. Rich Reese will be the first baseman. Reese at first. Leo Cardenas, the shortstop. Cardenas at short. Jim Holt. Holt will be in center field. He will bat fifth. Grant Allier again inserted in left. George Mitterwall will be the captain this afternoon. Old friend George Thomas inserted over at third as Vaughn moves to second to take over for Carew. So Thomas is at third. And young right-hander Steve Luber, 21 years of age, he hits that double-deuce mark tomorrow from Missouri on the mound. Luber with a record of 0-1. This will be his third outing, and he has an earned run average of an even seven. So Luber to face Sandy Alomar, batting from the left-hand side. We're set to get underway. And for the play, here's Dick Ember. Thank you, Dave. Good morning, everybody. Sandy Alomar, Mickey Rivers, and Tony Gonzalez to face young right-hander Steve Luber. A beautiful day, 76 degrees. The wind has shifted. It's out of the northwest at nine miles an hour. We had southerly winds the last two nights. It was much more humid, and of course, we had plenty of rain last evening. Luber winds. The first pitch of the game is taken for a strike. A fastball on the inside corner. Larry McCoy calling the balls and strikes. Jim Odom at first. Marty Springstead at second. And Jim Honichick at third base. Alomar's average now up to 247. He has five hits in the series. Luber rocks into motion. One strike pitches a change. Bounces in. One and one. George Mitterwald behind the plate. The infield of Thomas at third. Cardinals at short. Braun at second. Reese the first baseman. Allier in left. Holden center. Tovar in right field. That starting lineup of manager Bill Rigney is decimated by injuries and sickness. Luber's 1-1 delivery. Swung on. Bounced out toward the mound. Luber comes up with it easily. On to first for the out. Alomar's retired on a tamper back to Luber. That brings up the little left-handed hitting center fielder, Mickey Rivers. Rivers averaged 241. Rivers used as a pinch runner last night and scored what proved to be the winning run. He had a couple of doubles in the first game of this series on Tuesday. Three of Mickey's Make that four of Mickey's uh, seven hits are double. Ground ball sharply toward the hole. Cut off by Braun. He gets the out at first. Good play. Braun ranging far to his glove side to handle that hard-hit ground ball off the bat of Mickey Rivers. Here's left fielder Tony Gonzalez hitting 241. Luber has retired the first two angels that he has faced on ground ball. Tony T with a 241 average. Two other day games scheduled in the major league. Oakland will be at Chicago. They're just starting. And later this afternoon, Houston at San Francisco. Luber winds the pitch. Change floats outside. Luber with a fastball curve and a straight change. Occasionally will throw the slider.
Wind blowing out. The pitch. A strike. Fastball down the middle. One and one. John Stevenson is on deck. Angel trying to make it four in a row before going to Oakland and facing Vita Blue. The pitch. Strike called on the outside edge. One and two to Tony G. Fred Candy coaching at first base and Rocky Bridges at third. Luber's 1-2 pitch. Curve swung on and line foul into the box seats beyond the Minnesota dugout on the first base side. A vendor came up with a baseball. He just tucked it away with all the peanuts. 1-2 pitch. Bounced right to Luber on one hop. He goes to first and the inning's over. So Luber keeps the Angels in the infield in a 1-2-3 first inning. And after a half inning, the Angels nothing. Minnesota coming to bat. Dave, do you know how to spot a happy family without even knowing them? Well, since that sounds like the opening line of a commercial, I'd better say look for a family in a Datsun. More specifically, a Datsun five-door wagon. It's the economy wagon that offers all the things you'd buy a big wagon for. The head of the household is happy because he's got a car he can commute in during the week. Then for the weekend, he just folds down the rear seat, and he's got plenty of room to haul in the lumber he needs for that remodeling job he's doing. And I know why his wife is happy. She's got a smart new way to get the kids from here to there. The shopping from store to home, herself to the beauty shop, and then on to the bridge game, picking up some of the other girls on the way. You sound like the voice of the experience. Well, it's easy to see that a Datsun five-door wagon really makes good sense as a family car. It doesn't cost a lot to buy. It gives you gas mileage of up to 25 miles to the gallon. It's got plenty of room for the whole family. And like every other Datsun model, it's loaded with extras that don't cost extra. Sort of hard to beat. All I can add is see the small car expert, your nearby Southern California Datsun dealer. See if he can't make your whole family happy. Drive a Datsun. Send it up. Right-hander Tom Murphy for the Angels looking for his fifth win. Bested by Vida Blue in a great pitching battle at Anaheim Stadium on the 4th of July, 2-1. Murphy will face Steve Braun, Cesar Tovar, and Rich Reese in the first inning for the Twins. Defensively, John Stevenson is catcher, McMullen at third, O'Brien at short, Alomar at second, Spencer the first baseman. The outfield from left to right, Gonzalez, Rivers, and Tony Canigliero. Jim Fragosi went to Mayo Clinic yesterday for an examination. Three doctors looked at his foot and confirmed the neuroma on the bottom of his right foot and recommended an operation. And word is that Fragosi will be operated upon during the All-Star break. The pitch to the left-handed hitting Braun is inside, a fastball. The prognosis after the operation, possibly three weeks later, Fragosi could return to the lineup. The line by Murphy, the pitch. Curve inside and low, 2-0. I know it's a great relief for the Angel shortstop that something is going to be done. It's something that has plagued him, and emotionally, knowing that he's not 100%, it's been tough on a very capable Angel veteran. And if things go well with the operation, he could be back uh, in the lineup early in August, so he could finish the last two months of the year. Mel Stottlemyre had the same problem in his one bad year with the Yankees. And Mel said the operation just after the season was over, and two weeks later he was hunting and fishing, and he said he couldn't believe how good he felt and how the foot had improved. It's a fairly simple operation. And Fregosi has made the decision to have it done based upon the recommendation of three doctors. 
Pitch to Braun, a strike, two and one. Stevenson had gone out to talk with Murphy. And apparently there was some problem in reading his signals. The pitch, line drive, base hit, center field. Braun sends one up the middle. Rivers plays it back in. And the Twins have the game's first base runner. Braun batting 239. Right fielder Cesar Tovar hitting 293. handed batter. Always tough. Murphy from the belt to pitch. Change is spotted up the third baseline. Foul. Murphy knocks it with his glove to make sure that it is cold foul. One strike on Tobar. The Twins, a team with good left-handed hitting, have found themselves five games under 500 against right-handed pitching. And in the past, with guys like Oliva and Carew, it was felt that the way to beat the Twins was with good left-handed pitching. But uh, it's the right-handers that have been getting the Twins this year. And with the loss of Oliva, you consider that he has missed 23 games and still has over 100 hits. And by far the top hitter in the American League. It's been a tremendous loss for Minnesota. And then to lose Killebrew and now Carew today. Murphy with another throw to first and Braun back with a skip and a hop. Just underway, no score. Braun leading off the Minnesota first inning with a base hit. And the count is one strike on Tovar. Reese to follow, the pitch. Taken low, gets away from Stevenson, but not far enough for any advance. to hear the news of two of the starters for the American League in the All-Star game, Boog Powell and Ray Fossey, apparently will not see duty next Tuesday in Detroit. Throw to first and Braun back before the tag. Fossey with a ligament problem in his left hand and Powell with a hairline fracture of the wrist. In a throw to first and Braun back. Vern Morgan is the coach for the Twins there at first base. And across the way, Frankie Crosetti, hands cupped to his mouth, uh, shouting support to the hitter and to the base runner. Murphy settles at the belt. His 1-1 pitch. Just outside with a slider. 2-1. very deliberate here in the opening inning with Steve Braun, a good base runner at first. Again the throw to first base, and Braun had only a one-step lead. Good crowd on this Thursday afternoon. It's our 10th annual fly-in. More than 150 small planes flying in to the Twin Cities for the action. The runner goes, the pitch is grounded over the head of Murphy, charged by Alomar, throw to first, not in time. for second base and Tovar throwing his bat at the ball sent a little one hopper over Murphy's head and Alomar moving to cover second base was able to come up with a ball on the edge of the grass in front of second but by the time he played it over to Spencer it was too late to get the speedy Tovar. Murphy in disgust with that kind of hit just takes the rosin bag and throws it over his right shoulder back on the grass. 
Ron at second, Tovar at first, no one out. Here's Rich Reese, swings, grounds it to the left side. O'Brien goes to second for one. That's all they'll get. Alomar, after getting the fourth, cocked his arm, making sure that Ron didn't round too far at third. He was going to throw over to third base. So runners at third and first, one out. Cardinals the hitter, and we pause for station identification. From the Met in Bloomington, Minnesota, this is the Angels Radio Network. And your Arizona baseball station for Angels baseball is KMND Radio in Mesa, Arizona. It's 28 and a half minutes past the hour of 11 o'clock. Twins threatening in the first inning. Leo Cardenas moved into the number four slot in the batting order by Rigney as the hitter. The pitch blowing outside with a fastball. At third base, Steve Braun. At first, Rich Reese on the fielder's choice. Jim Holt would be next. Cardinals hitting 286, has 10 home runs, and a very impressive RBI count, 43. He figures to be named by Weaver as one of his backup infielders for the All-Star game. Murphy ready, the pitch. Swung on and missed. Good fastball. Right-hander against right-hander. The outfield playing Cardinals a shade toward right center. They give him the gap in left center field. Infield back. They'll give up a run for a chance at a double play. Right-hander's pitch. Swung on a drive to right field. Canigliero has to go back on it. Makes the catch. Braun tag field score easily from third. The Twins lead one to nothing. Fourth RBI on the line drive sacrifice fly. Reese holds at first base with two outs. Here is center fielder Jim Holt. Holt batting 273. George Grant Allier moves into the on deck circle. Holt, a rangy left handed hitter, close stance. He stands erect in the batter's box. The pitch inside, ball one. The Twins get around in the bottom of the first inning. with Spencer holding him on. The pitch. Curve, waved at and missed. A change curve, and Holt Fools had a one-handed swing. The Angels will welcome a new outfielder when they fly to Oakland for tomorrow night's opener of the four-game weekend series. Tommy Reynolds will be there waiting for the Californians. Recall from Salt Lake City. The pitch. Inside corner for a called strike, and it's one and two to Jim Holt. He thought it was too far in. And of course, when Fregosi has his operation, then the Angels will bring up somebody to replace him. One ball, two strikes to count. The pitch by Murphy. Inside. It's a wait. Tony Oliva with that tremendous start, hitting 374 and 18 home runs. Nearly 50 RBIs. And yet, he's missed almost, uh, well, over three weeks of play. There goes Reese. The pitch swung on and missed. Strike three. It was a foul tip. And Stevenson, after juggling the ball, was able to come up with it on the second chance just before it hit the ground. 
McCarthy with a strikeout to end the first inning. A run on two hits, no errors, and a man left for Minnesota. And after one, Twins one, Angels nothing. One thing you'll want to avoid in your vacation this summer is spending valuable time lost on the wrong road or headed in the wrong direction. You'll want to know ahead of time which are the best roads to take, the most scenic stops to make, and where the best accommodations are when you arrive at your destination. Now this is the kind of detail work that can take all the fun out of your travel. So to make sure the fun stays in, stop at your nearest standard station or Chevron dealer. Fill out the travel request card, mail it in, and you'll receive free a Chevron travel kit that will tell you how to find things to do and places to see as you travel in the West. Now, if you have a vacation in the works, pick up your travel request card soon and send for your Chevron travel kit. It's your personal guide to fun on the road and a trouble-free vacation. The Chevron travel kit is yours absolutely free on request. It's available only through your standard station and Chevron dealer. Minnesota, top of the second, John Stevenson, Ken McMullen, and Jim Spencer to hit against young right-hander Steve Luber. Luber takes an unusual position before starting his windup. He's almost facing the third base dugout with his left foot way off the side of the rubber. He rocks into motion, right-hander delivers. Swung on and popped up. Middle of the diamond, George Thomas, the third baseman, in front of the mound. Let's him drop! to call out the man he thinks could catch it. And it's possible that the rookie was mute on the play, and at the last second, Thomas figured it was Reese, and Reese figured it was Thomas, and Stevenson winds up with a gift single, landing about 50 feet in front of the play. John, the leading angel hitter with a 295 average. Here's Ken McMullen batting 250. He looks at a strike with 11 home runs and 36 runs batted in. He has four runs batted in in the two-game series. Angel fan the time run at first. Luber at the belt for the first time. The pitch. Swung on and grounded into right field for a base hit. Stevenson is around second on his way to third. Tovar's throw. It's going to be close. It's cut off by Cardenas and Stevenson rolls into third base. The ball almost hit John Stevenson as McMullen, who has been working on hitting the ball to right field, executed the hit behind the runner perfectly. He found the gap between Reese and the second baseman, Braun, and grounded it right through the legs of the runner, Stevenson, as he was scampering to second base. Runners at third and first, and no one out in the second inning. And here's first baseman, Jim Spencer. The Angels trail 1-0. The small car expert has asked us to invite you to come on in. Let him help you pick the perfect Datsun for you. Remember, he's the expert, your Southern California Datsun dealer. So see him soon. Spencer, second to McMullen in RBIs on the club, has 29 and a chance to tie it up with an out. Infield will play back, looking for a double play chance. Stevenson, just fair speed at third. McMullen at first. Luber from the belt to pitch. Low, ball one. The outfield, 
pulled toward right. Some nervous pacing out in the Minnesota bullpen, but no one throwing. Young right-hander Steve Luber. Good size, 6'3 and 195. At the bell, checks McMullen, then looks at Stevenson and the pitch. Change for a strike. Well thrown. He kept it in tight on Jim Spencer. One and one the count. Luber is a junior majoring in physical education at Missouri Southern College. Makes his home in Joplin, Missouri. His father, professional baseball player and infielder in the Cleveland Indians chain. Never made it to the big club. Luber set. The 1-1 pitch. Spencer lays off the change and it's 2-1. Ball was down low. The Angels with 25 hits in the first two games of this series. And there's nothing like a lot of base hits to make a ball club feel well. And you can sense that in the entire roster. Everyone uh, getting a lift by the improved hitting. The pitch. Swung on. Bounced off the head of the bat toward second. The run comes in. The throw to first base for the out. And the game is tied. 1-1. Spencer did not hit it hard off the end of the bat, but he rolled it by Luber, and Steve Braun then had to charge in. His only play was to the first baseman, Reese, as Stevenson scores from third, and McClellan moves into scoring position at second. 30 RBIs for Jim Spencer. Tony Canigliero hitting 227. Mitterwald calls time and meets Luber halfway to the mound. On deck, Sid O'Brien. The Angels with a perfect mark here at the Met with five straight wins. And they're seven and two against Minnesota on the season. Canigliero waits. He'll have a screen test Tuesday morning at Paramount. Possible role in a new TV series. The pitch. A strike with a slider. The part involves a motorcycle policeman. McMullen from second with one out. Top of the second, a 1-1 tie. Luber checks the runner. The one-strike pitch. Swung on, a fly ball to center. Right at Jim Holt. He misjudges it and then comes in to make the catch. Holt kept waiting for the ball to get out to him, and at the last moment, he had to race in to make the play on the run. Two out, McMullen is second, and here shortstop Sid O'Brien with first base open. Mitterwald looks into the Minnesota dugout to see whether or not Rigney wants to put O'Brien on and take his chances on Murphy. Murphy, the top angel pitcher in terms of knocking in runs this year. Murph has six RBI. They're going to pitch to O'Brien. Batting 2-23. Luber backs off the rubber call time and wipes at something around the right eye. Luber may wear contacts. It's acting as though maybe the contact it lands in the right eye. It flips. McMullen at second, two out. Luber at the belt of it. Curve, foul back on the screen, and O'Brien got a hanging curveball, but couldn't 
Hit it solidly. Oh, I'd like to have that one back. Lower deck bleachers out in left field about half full today. A lot of youngsters, a lot of senior citizens here for the management at the Mets today. The pitch, high, one and one. Minterwald wanted the ball low and outside, and the change was high and inside. Singles by Stevenson and McMullen, and Spencer's ground ball out. Getting the Angels the tying run in the second inning. And O'Brien awaiting the 1-1 pitch with a chance to put the Angels in front. Bluebird's pitch. Outside with a curve, 2-1. and one. Information on the fly-in, the long-distance champion flying into the game today from Bismarck, North Dakota, 380 miles. And the largest community delegation, 31 people from Fergus Falls, Minnesota. The pitch. Low fastball at the knees, two and two. Last year, they had someone flying in from the southwest, somewhere in Arizona. Two balls, two strikes to Sid O'Brien. McMullen standing at second base, two outs. In the top of the second, the pitch. Curve, foul to the screen. Off the glove of Mitterwald. The Angels will welcome back Clyde Wright from his two weeks military obligation. He'll be back Sunday. And Wright is scheduled to pitch the second game of the doubleheader in Oakland. Rick Clark will get the assignment in the first game. 2-2 pitch. O'Brien swings and misses. Strike three. The Angels get the run to tie on two hits, no errors, and leave one. And after an inning and a half, the Angels won, Minnesota won. is your favorite beer, why not make it your regular beer, too? Don't you deserve the best? Go all the way. All the time. You said it all. Well, prove it. the official score here at the Met. I believe it's George Thomas who will get the air, but on Stevenson's fly ball that dropped without being touched in front of the mound to lead off the second, takes the hit away from Stevenson. An error has been charged, so that makes it an unearned run. The total sent for the Angels in the second read a run on a hit, an error, and one left. Brand Allier leads off the bottom of the second and looks at a fastball inside. Allier, strong right-handed hitter with a 2-11 mark, two home runs. Murphy kicks and deals. Curve inside, 2-0. Allier, Mitterwald, and George Thomas, three right-handed hitters to face Tom Murphy in the second. The pitch, 
swung on, ground ball on one hop to McClellan. Hit hard, but Mack right there to throw him out by 30 feet. After all the rain and a heavily soaked outfield last night, the tremendous draining system here at Metropolitan Stadium, and the turf could not be in better shape. George Minerwald hitting 247. Dave Niehaus has checked with the official score, and it is George Thomas who is charged with the error. The pitch inside ball one. Somewhat unusual in that usually when the ball drops that way, confusion by infielders or outfielders, a hit is given. Change is swung on and line down the left field line, racing over Gonzalez. He cuts it off. Ritterwald rounds first, and he'll hold on a long single. Fast fielding by Gonzalez, and a snap throw back, and Ritterwald just does get to first base ahead of the tag by Jim Spencer. It's Alomar, noting Ritterwald not hurrying back to first after taking his turn. Alomar snapped his throw over to Spencer and almost got Ritterwald in a casual move, returning to the bag. Long single for Ritterwald, third hit off Murphy. Here's George Thomas. He swings and lines it into the second deck. Minterwald at first base. One out. A 1-1 one, one tie. Thomas has only one hit in 18 at bat since joining the Twins. George is returning home. He was born here in Minneapolis and went to the University of Minnesota. The pitch, a strike on the inside corner. 0-2. Thomas signed out of the... University of Minnesota baseball program by the Detroit Tigers. The pitch checked his swing. Played umpire McCoy says he held back. And here comes Lefty Phillips. He wants McCoy to ask for help from first base umpire Odom. It appears that Thomas had a pretty good swing and Phillips is now asking for help from Odom. And Odom immediately says, no, no, he didn't go around. One ball, two strikes on Thomas. Thomas is saw duty with the Angels in 61, 62, and 63. Now 33 years old. One of the funny men in the game. Great sense of humor. Pitch by Murphy. Curve swung on. A little pop fly in foul territory. Spencer racing into foul territory. Over the shoulder catch by Spencer. As he makes the basket, basket grab. About 15, 20 feet foul. And racing down into the right field corner. Good play by Spencer for the second out. That brings up pitcher Steve Luber. Luber has been up just three times. No hit. The two pitchers in this game physically built very much alike. Both are 6'3", Luber a little heavier, about 10 pounds heavier than Murphy at 195. And three years younger. Before Murphy can throw his first pitch, Luber backs out of the batter's box and again wiping at his eye. A 1-1 tie, two outs, the pitch. Bunt it out in front of the plate. Murphy up with it. Goes to first in plenty of time as Luber tried to bunt his way on. Murphy throws out the opposing pitcher. No run to hit. No errors in the man left. The twin story in the second inning. And after two at the Mets, the Angels won. Minnesota won. 
You know, when you're the only one to do something, it's kind of special. Like Ted Williams being the only man to hit 400 for a full season in the last 40 years. Continental Airlines has a distinction that may not quite rival the splendid splinters, but they're mighty proud of it. They have the only 747 service from Los Angeles directly to Denver. And when you return home, you'll find that Continental has the only 747 service from Denver back to Los Angeles. And what service it is. You enjoy an environment that's roomy, yet intimate, and luxurious. With comfort and personal attention, well, you just can't get on any other airline. In coach and economy, you stretch out with first-class legroom. And wherever you sit, whatever you pay, you have the added pleasure. With Don Wells, Dave Niehaus, and Dick Nelson, this is Dick Enberg at Metropolitan Stadium in Bloomington, Minnesota. The total is after two. The Angels are run on a hit and no errors. Minnesota, one run, three hits, and one error. In the top of the third inning, it'll be Murphy, then Alomar, and Rivers to oppose right-hander Steve Luber. And I call it for you. Here's Don Wells. Thank you, Rich. Tom Murphy lays it off. The Angels with one hit then. The base had given to Stevenson earlier, taken away, and an error charge to George Thomas. And interesting how they uh, determined about the placement of the error. Line by Luber and the pitch on the way, and the fastball is low on outside, ball one. It appeared that George Thomas was a bit on the first base side of the pitching circle when that ball dropped in. But apparently they must have called down to the Minnesota bench to make some sort of determination. 1-0 delivery is swung on, a long drive foul down the left field line. This will sail off well up into the bleacher seat. And back beyond that and back to the grass embankment down the left field line. The count is 1-1. One one. Sandy Alomar will follow. Sandy has tapped out to the mound his first time up. Steve Lober. Into the motion and the pitch. Fastball buzzed over the outside edge, one and two. He looks like one of those uh, short-arm pitchers. The dart thrower, and that fastball seems to be very sneaky fast. One-two delivery now, and it's a curve and a line drive. Base hit center field. So Murphy is on. That'll bring up second baseman Sandy Alomar. Sandy 0 for 1. In addition to the fly-in promotion that they have with all of the pilots coming from various areas with their small aircraft, their private aircraft, there's also Ladies' Day out here, Senior Citizens' Day, Family Day, so as a result, a very fine turnout. On this Thursday afternoon, Alomar batting left-handed. That overly closed stance, and Luber getting ready at the belt, the pitch on the way, and Sandy bucks the ball up the first base side, but Luber picks it up, goes to second, gets one there, and that's all they'll get. Run a ball by Alomar that he angled toward the mound, and Steve Luber able to pick it up very easily, and the flip toss to Leo Cardenas at the shortstop covering at second base. So Murphy is gone, the Angels have one down, one on, and the batter will be center fielder Mickey Rivers, and Mickey had bounced out to Steve Braun his first time up. wandering around behind the plate umpire and to look up the line towards Sandy Elamar and to look toward the third base coach Rocky Bridges. That's taken by Luber and to look up at the shoulder toward the run of the pitch. Fastball there for a strike and a two on one. A group that came in from Fergus Falls to win the group title in their fly-in 31 persons. Landed out here at White Cloud Airport, not too 
distant from Metropolitan Stadium. Play taken by Sandy, and he will draw a putt. The Angels have the plans even up 1-1, top half of the third. Now, a throw with more of a message to it to drive Alomar back. Sandy with 21 stolen bases. Been caught it four times. If you got to a longer lead, has to dive back now as Weaver makes the throw in that direction. And the good thing, too, to make this young man work. Always with the possibility he may throw it away. And Alomar trying to get him to concentrate on him. See what might happen here. One strike on Rivers. Alomar goes. And the pitch low. The throw through to second base, and they won't get him. Sandy Alomar with his 22nd stolen base. So a big jump on the pitcher Luber. It was a running start for Sandy Alomar. And the throw by Mitterwald through to Cardenas, not nearly in time. So Sandy with his 22nd. Rivers remains at the plate. And Mikado Mickey is ball one and strike one. And Tony Gonzalez watches all this from the on-deck position. Luber now getting himself set, and the 1-1 delivery on the way to Rivers. Curve, cut on, popped up. It'll be on the right side of the infield. This race the first base from moving up on the infield grass, and he takes care of it. So the Angels snap two away, and Alomar remains at second base. It's up to Tony Gonzalez now from the Angels' standpoint here in the top half of the third with the game even at 1-1. Angels one run, two hits, and Minnesota one run, three hits. Alomar backing out to a rather lengthy lead at second base. Luber gets it ready, and here's the first pitch to Tony Gonzalez. Curve, swung on a long drive out of the right field. Breaking backboard goes Tobar. Back on the warning track. Back to the fence. Kiss it goodbye. Tony G. So Tony racks out his first home run for 1971. And a big spot here. The Angels lead 3-1. So Sandy Alomar across home plate. And he greets Tony Gonzalez as Gonzalez ripped it out 365 feet away into the small bleacher section out toward the low corner of the scoreboard in right field. And Gonzalez then with his first home run. The Angels now lead 3-1 and for the Californians their third hit. And the home run the distance 374 feet. And just as it was Tony's first home run of the year the first major league home run offered uh, by young Steve Luber. He's been touched up. All right, the batter now, John Stevenson, and the motion and the pitch on the way to John. 5-0, straight away center field, no problem. But maybe now, Hope coming in late, and Hope now one-hands it as he charges in the shallow center field. So Jim Hope getting a late break on the 5-0, but comes in and makes the grab to retire the side. For the Angels, though, two runs in the inning. There were two hits. The big one, the home run by Tony Gonzalez. No errors and nobody left. And the score at the end of the top of the third, Angels 3, Minnesota 1. Hello, small car expert. You're on the air. You want to turn your radio down, please? Oh, I'm sorry. A hey, small car expert, did you tell that last caller that there's a perfect Datsun for everyone? Yes, I did. Small car expert, you're on the air. I'm looking for a zippy two-door sedan. Try the Datsun 510. Goes from 0 to 60 in less than 14 seconds. But it's got to be comfortable. It is. Small car expert. 
Listen, I've had it with my small cars. Kids climbing on me, dog with a hot tongue panting all over the back seat. I need more room. I'd suggest the Datsun 510 four-door. Plenty of room and at a very low cost. How about a station wagon? Datsun makes a five-door wagon. Plenty of extras included in the purchase price. Does Datsun make a truck? Yep, the perfect pickup. Little Hustler, America's best-selling import truck. Listen, i got to take another call. Anything else? Yeah, is my husband with you? <laughs> To help you pick your favorite Datsun, see the small car expert, your nearby Southern California Datsun dealer. Drive a Datsun, then decide. Moving out of the last half of the third, with the Angels down in front 3-1, Minnesota will start it off with their late man, second baseman Steve Rod, as Rod Carew with a bad cold is out of the lineup today. It'll be Ron Tovar and Reese. Sticking on our conversation with Bill Rigney last night, and we were talking about a couple of individuals on this team. One thing, Cesar Tovar, and the other, Leo Cardenas. And without, with the absence of Tony Oliva and Harmon Killebrew, and we were talking about leadership on the Minnesota team, that, that Tovar performs best when he can look over his shoulder and see those two guys in the lineup behind him. I think it's something that we easily overlook, the fact that teams with the, the great star, the great hitter, uh, maybe a couple of good hitters, Boston with a Reggie Smith and a Talia Stumpke, that the other hitters become better ballplayers because they know they've got the big guy in the lineup. And even if they don't hit, someone like a Yastrzemski or a Killebrew or a Leva will get the hit. And the pressure is telling on Kovar and Cardenas. Uh, they're not the same ballplayers that, that perform with the full lineup. Uh, active for Minnesota, and frankly, uh, in the first two games of this season, series, uh, we've never seen Tovar look quite so bad. He seems to be pressing and overswinging. And another thing, he just, you get the feeling that he isn't enjoying the game as much. That uh, may be uh, rather critical, but it, it, it just appears that way, that he isn't enjoying things as much as uh, when he has, Tony Levin and Carmen Killebrew in the lineup. Had to wait for Sandy Alomar. Sandy went back into the uh, dugout for a, perhaps an exchange for of sunglasses. And Alomar out of the spot at second base now, waiting for Tom Murphy to deal here with Steve Braun. The pitch, fastball over the inside edge, strike one. Braun had a base hit his first time up, and he checked across with the Minnesota run. So the Angels lead it by a pair, three to one, early in the game. Murphy right back to the plate, and a curve that travels a little bit high, one and one. So far, Tom Murphy has given up three hits. One was an infield hit by Tovar. Ron with a single, and George Betterwall with a base there, and that has been it. They won one delivery, and it's high and tight. Ball two, two and one. The glorious day here in the Twin Cities. Ideal weather. And the pitch. Murphy's fastball rides away. Ball three, three and one. back 3-1 and lost him one close ball four so Steve Brown is on that'll bring up the right fielder Cesar Tovar first we're going to pause for station identification this is the Angels Radio Network this is KMND Radio in Mesa Arizona it's 12 o'clock Mark Tovar the batter, and the pitch on the way, and Tovar takes the fastball high, ball one. 
After all, we've said about Tovar, he's liable to explode right here. Tovar with the infield hit in the first inning. Brown with his wave, the pitch. Tovar, line drive, grabbed by McCullum, fell across to first base, away from center. Rebounds off the wall, Brown heading for second, Spencer up to the wall, the throw to second base, and he's in there. Throwing out for Chad McCollum as the throw was well out in front of Jim Spencer and no chance for Jim to try to handle it cleanly. This one then rebound off the railing in front of the box seat. The broad man getting up on his feet and traveling to second base, so Tovar lines to Chad McCollum. And the Angels, shooting for a double play, failed to get it, and the net result is that Ron winds up in a scoring spot. Here's Rich Reese. Reese on a fielder's choice his first time up. One down for Minnesota, last half of the third, and the pitch. That's ball away, almost thrown away. Good stop made by Stevenson as he runs to his left. Tom Murphy eyes Stevenson for the sign, throws the curve, and it's in there for a strike. Off-speed breaking ball, one and one. For Tom Murphy in the 11 losses that Murphy has suffered. Rather incredible situation right here that the Angels have three runs in support of Murphy this early. Fastball ripped out of it. One and two. Pitched him high and tight. We're in the 11 losses without the... Coming back to the record books again, I believe the Angels have scored only seven runs in the 11 defeats that Murphy has absorbed this season. So they have stamped that total right here. Next pitch, ground ball off of the first base side. Spencer moves in, picks it off, goes to the bag. Very easy play for Jim as this ball is bounced almost to the sack and Spencer takes care of Reese. Ron goes to third and Tony Gonzalez moving more away from the left field line now as Cardinals Gets ready to find himself in the batter's box after dealing with a pine car rag. Mickey Rivers in straightaway center field. Tony Coniglio. Dutch straight. Normal depth down in right field. But Gonzalez some distance off the left field line with the right-hander card in the set. So they're playing him in that direction out toward left center field. With the eyes, the runner Braun at third. He comes well down the line. The pitch is cut on five balls, sliced the other way down the right field line. It will drop out of play into the seat. In unofficially canvassing the Minnesota organization concerning the Washington franchise. And, of course, Minnesota, the Griffith-Robertson clan, uh, very much involved at one time with that Washington franchise, the old Washington senator. And it's fight today, the curve, and it's in too close to count as one and one The feeling is that the senators will move. And the feeling is that they will move to Dallas. Tom Murphy getting ready for the 1-1 pitch here to Leo Cardenas. Two down, Braun around the third, and here comes the pitch. Swung on, good change by Murphy. Waved out and missed. One and two. The story has it that Bob Short, the owner of the Senators, needs more than just a reduction in the rent at Kennedy Stadium from the Washington, D.C. Armory Board. He needs about $3 million. One-two pitch. Swung on. Bounce to the right side. Going to be tough. Bad hop. Alomar handles it. Toss to Spencer for the out. 
ball hits the lip of the infield grass, and it took off on a very erratic hop, but Sandy Alomar reacting well to it. Picks it off and feeds it to Spencer, and that's all for Minnesota. No runs, no hits. One error, one man left. Score at the end of three, Angels three, Minnesota one. As a motorist, you may be asking, does F310 work? 297 cars representing California's total car population tested Chevron gasoline with F310. Here's what some of the participants said after the test. Mrs. Mary Buchanan. The car always smoked. Ever since we bought it, it smoked. But it has controlled the smoking. By using F310, it doesn't smoke as much. Mr. J.C. McDougall. I'd say that my motor seemed to run better, smoother, and it uh, seemed like a, a clean new motor rather than a used car. While not all cars in the test showed emission reductions, hydrocarbon exhaust was reduced an average 13.9% for the group as a whole. Carbon monoxide was reduced an average 11.6%. Mr. Earl Hudspeth. The car seems to got uh, better pickup. Miss Marcia Amici. It's just like a brand new car when I use F310 in it. F310. It works. John McClellan starts it off here in the fourth inning and the pitch by Luber, low and outside, ball one. Curve, and this puts a little bit outside, ball two, two and oh. Nothing on McMullen, back with the base hit in the second inning. And the pitch. That ball, rumbles low and outside, ball three, three and oh. Jim Spencer will be up next, and then Tony Canigliaro, top half of the fourth inning. Angels lead, three one. Well, how the Angels have played this outfit this year. Every year for that three nothing pitch. Up, on the outside end. For a strike to make it three and one. The right-handed deals. The pitch is cut on and flared foul. It's going to be out of play now on the first base side. And the count goes to three and two. Luber now waiting for Steve Braun, the second baseman, and Rich Reese, the first baseman, to get back in position. Tightly guard that right side, too, with McMullen's tendency to go that way. The pitch, Max Wang rips it down the right field line, foul. So again, McMullen trying to go in that direction, and he threw a good beat on this one, and lined it foul by about 10 or 15 feet. Ground ball up the middle off McMullen's back for a base hit. So Mack is two for two. And the batter will be Jim Spencer. Jim Spencer, McMullen at first base. Nobody out here for the Angels in the fourth. 
When the right-hander goes to work, and Jim drives a foul back on the screen for strike one. Dick Nelson has just presented me a, a batch of cards. They look like personal cards. They have various messages on them. These for your mother? <laughs> Did Mom give you these? She was on a bus tour and got these cards? To Winona, huh? Well, there are a few messages on here that we can't pass along, but... Very interesting cards, Dick. One strike to the race. Fence playing. Drives the fly ball out of the right field. Tovar back on the warning track for this one, and Tovar picks it off. About 370 feet away. So Fence wrote it well. He didn't get everything that he wanted out of that pitch. But he drives Tovar back on the warning track. The Angels have one down. McClellan back to first base, and the batter will be Tony Canigliaro. There is one card that Dick has passed along to me. His mother is... This is compliments of the of the hot fish shop in Winona, Minnesota. And the card says, isn't this a beautiful day? Just watch some guy louse it up. <laughs> I the pitch to Tony C. Here it is. Curve outside at the waist, ball one. Did you know Bush Gardens is open seven days a week from now until September? Plan to spend today. There's soon low admission, fun for the entire family. Just take the San Diego Freeway to Roscoe Boulevard, Bush Gardens, and Van Nuys. It's an experience you'll never forget. 1-0 offering now to Canigliaro Fastball. Runs inside. Ball 2, 2-0. And a group here from Watertown, South Dakota, and from Elmwood, Wisconsin. See those cards again. I want to have Dick read it in its entirety when he gets on the air. The 2 nothing pitch on the way, and Tony C. takes low ball three. Three-nothing on Tony C. One down here, McClellan out to his lead. And the 3-0 pitch. Swung on, hammered up the third base side and off the glove of the third baseman, George Thomas, down the line. McMullen traveling to third. Tony C. on his way to second. He'll have it made. A double for Tony Canigliaro. So the Angels have runners to second and third, but only one out here in the fourth. And a chance to fatten up on that 3-1 lead. Well, that's an activity now in the Minnesota bullpen. And number 18, Bill Rigney. Makes his first appearance of the day. Walking out toward the mound to see about his young man, Steve Luber. The story in uh, the in Minneapolis Tribune today in the sports section by one of their staff correspondents out of Washington. We were talking about the Washington franchise a few minutes ago. And Frank Wright, their staff correspondent, has reported that it appears that the lights will go on next Wednesday at Kennedy Stadium, and the Washington Senators will stay in town. Strickland throwing in the bullpen, and he's not going to be used at this time, as Bill Rigney has had his stay with Luber and walked back toward the dugout. But the, as the story indicates, that was the tentative word, at least, following a meeting Wednesday between baseball's highest officials and the D.C. Armory Board, and of course the D.C. Armory Board, the guy is uh, responsible for the rent. An intentional walk to be ordered up here for Sid O'Brien. That will load the bases, and it will bring up Tom Murphy. Tom had a base hit his first time up. The 
the D.C. Armory Board operates the stadium, is the landlord for the Senators. And baseball commissioner Bowie Kuhn said after the two-hour session that he thinks a solution can be found to short financial fight regarding rental of the stadium. But as I mentioned before, that is not really the issue. A reduction of the rate, and even if they make it a dollar a year, not going to really help Bob Short and Washington. They, both stores has indicated to me that Bob Short needs about $3 million, and he needs it quickly. So if the landlord reduces the rent, that isn't going to ease that piece of financial pain too much. Tom Murphy, the batter, bases jammed, and the infield plays for two. Murph, half swing, curveball, and strike one. Dan Williams is now throwing in the bullpen. Williams and Strickland are then at work as Steve Luber tries to work his way out of a tough spot here with only one down and the bases jammed. And the fastball, low with it, one and one. Got a sign up there on the board that says, Howdy, Unity, Chile, and Oak County, Wisconsin. Old Chile, Wisconsin. This is got on, lob foul. It's going to be pushed out of play. Reese coming over, but Reese can forget about it. And the count is one and two. to the stadium on a day like this and uh, with the way the weather is and it really is kind of a seems like a state fair day today. So the feeling we ought to have a few sack races as soon as this one ends. One, two, delivery. Murph swings and misses. High fastball. The Tom Murphy strikes out and it's going to be up to Sandy Alomar to try to fortify the Angels 3-1 lead. I figure those addictive uh, sack race or catch the grease pig contest or something that immediately follows. Try to get to see some, some uh, women with their own stand selling some baked goods, maybe. Prize for the best patchwork. Danny Alomar batting left-handed. McMullen around the third. He's the lead man here. The pitch. Alomar drives it foul upstairs and out of play. And the count of strike one. Ken McMullen the third. Tony Canigliaro is the runner at second base. And the Angels have Sid O'Brien at first base. So after the intentional walk was given up to O'Brien with Murphy due next. And he struck out Murph. So now the Angels have two away here in the top half of the fourth inning. find out what manner of man Steve Luber is when it's a pressure point. One strike pitch, curve inside, one and one. The difficulties for baseball today, I believe, is the fact that they have force-fed too many pitchers. One-one delivery. Fastball fouled away. Count one and two. I say, well, what do you mean by that? Well, 
I think a case in point is Bert Lylevin of this Minnesota staff. Say the Bert uh, and Marv Grissom, the pitching coach, uh, certainly in agreement, and I think Bill Rigney too. But the Twins were forced into a corner. They needed some pitching, and they needed it quickly. And Lylevin was brought up, but brought up too soon. Bert, a man that should have had another year, perhaps two years in the minor leagues. Here's the 1-2 offering now. Curve, line drive, low line drive, base hit right field. One runner's in. Here's Tony C. coming around. He scores. Throw to the plate, not in time, and on to third goes O'Brien. On to second base goes Alomar. So the Angels lead 5-1. Daddy Alomar in a big clutch spot here. Off the youngster, Steve Luber. And Sandy collects two RBIs. Bill Rigney coming out. That will be all for the youngster. And this is what Minnesota finding itself in this particular position. And I think the same thing for Detroit. You look at the box scores for the Tigers, you see all the new pitching names that have come along in a short period of time. These men who have been run up from their Toledo Farm Club very quickly. And the net result is they, from a maturity standpoint, and of course you have to figure maturity not only from a physical angle but from a mental angle as well and some of these young men are just not prepared certainly has to be the case with Steve Luber who is giving the ball to Bill Rigney right now here's young Steve leaving them out in fact in this respect I think the Angels are blessed in, the, in two cases Dave LaRoche and Lloyd Allen. We talk about young people and how they can stand the pressures of this game and, and it figures that say at age 20 or age 18, age 19, 20, 21. The pressure of this sport when you're the middleman out there and you're surrounded perhaps by veterans and you're trying to do a job that really calls for a veteran pitcher. For the Angels with the left-handed and right-handed combination of uh, LaRoche and Allen. We were saying it the other night that uh, this probably is the best left-handed right-hand combination since uh, Mossy and Narleski, since John Mossy and Ray Narleski performed in the American League with the Cleveland Ballplay. Fans, I'm sure, in, in trying to analyze the, the whole logic here involving a youngster and when is he old enough to pitch and and I think we all become confused by chronological ages. Uh, I guess the two best examples of the 21-year-olds who are, in terms of their own emotional maturity, much older than that are Floyd Allen, who at 19 seemed to have the poise of a man 25, 26 years old, and the other side of blue. He has a great emotional stability that has allowed him not only to pitch well, but to handle the incredible pressure that is mounted from the press as he has been so successful during the year. Uh, not all 21-year-olds are so well-blessed. Well, this, I think that uh, Rig would probably be uh, very quick to agree that in the case of the Minnesota staff, and I, I imagine that Billy Martin, if we had Billy here with that uh, Detroit ball club, and the changes he has made, and the young men that we have seen them run back and forth between Toledo and Detroit, he would say the same thing, that... We are. We've, we have these young men in a pressure cooker. We need their services now, and it's unfortunate that we have to use them as quickly at, at this level as we have to, that they're really not given a chance. 
I know for the Angels, they worry that Mickey Rivers might have been called upon too soon. Uh, ideally, they would like to have had Rivers play the entire year at Salt Lake City, but because of injuries and other problems, here's Rivers at the plate right now, and maybe for his own betterment for the future, he should still be at Salt Lake City. Another case in point would be Rick Park. And to see what has happened to Rick now that he's been able to come back to the major league level and after uh, some very shattering experiences before. The pitch on the way to Rivers. Good curve thrown by Jim Strickland, who's the new pitcher, and he bends it through. So the left-hander dealing with Rivers here, and he runs the strike through the plate. Mickey 0 for 2. Sandy Alomar, the runner at second base. Sid O'Brien around the third. Angels lead 5-1, fourth inning, and the pitch. Swung on. Foul back. Strike two. See what Strickland has done. This is only his 10th appearance. He has worked 12 in a fraction inning, giving up eight hits. Walked six, struck out nine. An interesting note about Strickland, too, in the run and earn run department. Curve, five and inside, one and two, unless they've made a mistake. But Strickland, in his nine appearances, the opposition has scored seven runs, and none of the seven have been earned. Back to the next pitch. Curve. Waved that one-handed by Mickey for strike three. So the Angels are gone in the fourth inning, but they make some noise here. Collecting two runs, three hits in the inning. No errors in a pair left in the score at the end of the top of the fourth. Angels five, Minnesota one. Dick Enberg and Dick Nelson, and nice to have you with us along our Angel Network line. We hope you're having a very nice day wherever you happen to be located and listening this afternoon. There's one card here that Dick Nelson's mother has passed along, compliments to the hot fish shop in Winona, Minnesota, and says, here I am, just as charming and sexy as you dreamed I'd be. That was dedicated to John Pollitt, to his our TV director sitting up behind us here this afternoon. Here's the pitch on the way to Jim Holt. Fastball low and close, ball one. <laughs> I've never seen a defenseman yet that would be called sexy. John Ball slapped back to Murphy. The pitch is picked off by Murph after the batted ball by Holt. Lands right in his glove and the top suspension for the out and Minnesota has one down. That'll bring up the left fielder, Brad Allier. You say that a lot about goalies, too, I think. Oh, here's one card. She's passed along. I would like very much to make love to you tonight. 
And in parentheses, it says, if you are not interested, please return this card to me, as they are very expensive. <laughs> and it is, it's on a, on a good grade of, that's printer, being an old printer's son, that's a good grade of stock, I can tell it. It's a good card. First delivery in for a strike to Allier. Murphy right back to him. And this one is low. The count is one and one. Wide again by Irish Tom. Good curve. Big sweeping break to it. And Allier after it couldn't find it. One and two. And I have another message for you, Richard. Pass it on to you. One, two. Swung on, bounced toward short. O'Brien plays it off a letter high hop, snaps the throw to Spencer for the out. Minnesota has two down. And the batter will be George Vetterwald. The card that is, uh, again, from the hot fish shop and went on it, it said, beer, they say, is a slow death, but it's a lovely end. And I'm in no hurry. <laughs> Pitch on the way. Murph fires the fastball over the outer edge for a strike and a throw at one. I'm going to have a card printed up. Something that... Uh, you watch it. Watch it. Pitch a high, cur quick curve thrown by Murphy. Swung on and missed by Mitterwald on two. Involving tips. In America last year, $2 billion in tips handed out. Uh, twice the amount in 1960. And you know what tip means? How it started? The two-strike pitch. Swung on, fly ball. It's going to be shallow on the left field. O'Brien is going out for it, and this one is taken in for the out. The tip, actually, those are three words. Right? I, now that I've gone that far, I can't remember the three words. T-I-P stands for to ensure promptness. Promptness, right. Oh. That would be nice to leave sometime when someone expects to get a tip. Just leave that card. Tip means to ensure problems. You know, what, what, was, the, what was the amount spent in tip? Two billion dollars. I, I dropped a billion last night. <laughs> I tipped a billion last night. I ran up the count. One, two, three. That's the story here for Minnesota. The score at the end of four. Angels five, Minnesota one. vacation season is well upon us. Here's a suggestion on how to send yours. Come home this summer. Take the family to see the family. You certainly get that feeling when you're up here in the Minneapolis-St. Paul area. Come on home. When you go home, travel like the angels do. Don't drive, but fly. And that, that way you spend more of your vacation on vacation. Compton Airlines makes it easy with family fares to help take the high cost out of family flying. The dozens of hometowns. So... Forget about all the preparation for driving. Call your travel agent instead. He'll make all of your flying arrangements and see that you get one of Continental's low special fares. So come home this summer. No place like home. And do it on Continental Airlines, the proud bird with the golden tail. Fifth inning of play. Here's Dick. Tony Gonzalez leads off. First pitch, ground to second. Braun on the edge of the outfield. Grant throws him out. Gonzalez hitting his first home run of the year with a man on in the third inning. That broke a 1-1 tie. 
Here's John Stevenson. The Angel lineup loaded with left-handed hitters. The manager, Bill Rigney, going to the southpaw, Strickland, who makes his home in Lakewood, California, went to Cal State Long Beach. He's six feet tall and 180. He has one decision this year, a win. It was against the Angels May 19th at Anaheim Stadium in relief of Jim Perry. He picked up the win. Stevenson, 0 for 2. Up on the handle. The pitch by Strickland. Swung on and missed. The more I think about that dick I'll go into that venture with you. I think there will be sometimes, you know, when someone has not given you good service and just lay a nicely printed card saying, the derivation of tip, T-I-P, to ensure promptness. Line drive center field, Holt charges in and makes the catch. Actually, the, the derivation of the word tip from, it was used in the 18th century in English in. That's a T period, I period, T period. And uh, that's the first, that's, that's when I first saw that. It was on the wall. <laughs> graffiti. <laughs> the city of graffiti. It was on the old, it was, uh, I've forgotten the name of the pub now, but I remember it was written on the wall. Two outs, fifth inning. The Angels five, Minnesota one. Curve balls a strike to Ken McMullen. Mack two for two. A pair of singles, he has scored a run. Ken has had six hits in the three-game series. He's knocked in four runs. Ground ball and one hop to the third baseman, Thomas. He has it easily, throws him out, and the inning is over. So Strickland retires all four men that he has faced in relief and does it easily. The Angels, in order, are out in the fifth inning, and we've completed four and a half innings at Metropolitan Stadium in sunny Bloomington, Minnesota, and the scoreboard reads, the Angels 5, Minnesota 1. One of the biggest fun nights of the year is coming very soon. The annual softball game between the KMTC personalities and the beautiful bunnies from the Playboy Club. It takes place on Wednesday night, July 21st at Anaheim Stadium. This year, the game will be played between games of a doubleheader with the Angels and the Detroit Tigers. Time for the first game, 6 o'clock. As a KMTC listener, you'll receive one free ticket for everyone that you buy. That's a great bargain. Two games, Angels and Tigers, plus the Playboy Bunny Classic. Simply make your check payable to the California Angels, $2.50 for reserve seats, $3.50 for the terrace boxes, $4 for field, and $4.50 for club level box seats. For each ticket you buy, you get an adjoining seat free. Mail it to KMPC Bunny Game, KMPC Hollywood 90028. Remember the date, July 21st, the Wednesday night. Two tickets for the price of one, 250, 350, four, or 4.50. Make your check payable to the California Angels and send it to KMPC Bunny Game, KMPC Hollywood, and do it right now. That's going to be a big night. First pitch to George Thomas is taken for a strike. Thomas, right-handed hitter, fouled out his first time up. Choking up on the handle, Murphy's pitch, swung on a drive to right field. Connickley Earl has to give ground, going back, still back, and makes the catch at the edge of the warning track. Thomas hit it hard, but within the range of the angel right fielder. With one out in the bottom of the fifth inning, let's pause for station identification. For KMTC and all our stations in the West, this is the Angels Radio Network. Jim Strickland is the hitter. He takes a curveball for a strike. Steve Luber was up just one time and tried to bunt his way on and was thrown out by Murphy. Curve hangs outside, one and one. 
One out, no one on, bottom of the fifth inning. The Angels with a 5-1 to one lead as they go for a three-game sweep here in Minnesota. Murphy kicks and deals. Outside with a fastball, 2-1. and one. They're underway in Chicago, and the Oakland A's have just scored four times in the third inning to lead Chicago 4-1. to one. Dobson against Wood. The pitch. Inside, 3-1 and one to Strickland. Murphy has walked just one man. And he has struck out one. He does not want to lose the pitcher, Strickland. The line, the pitch. Low. And the cardinal sin committed by Tom Murphy. He is a walk to the opposing pitcher. That's the second free pass given up by Murphy and brings up second baseman Steve Braun. Braun proving to be a fine leadoff hitter for Bill Rigney. In the series, he has walked five times in the three games, has a couple of hits, and was safe on an error, so he's been on base eight times in two-and-a-half ball games. Murphy drops the ball in position on the mound. That's a balk. And on his way to second goes Jim Strickland. Murphy, as he was reading John Stevenson, the ball just dropped out of his glove. And that gives Strickland second base. Murphy now looks back at second to pitch. Braun looks at a curve. It'll cost him a strike on the inside corner. So the A's with Chuck Thompson against Wilberwood leading the White Sox 4-1 in the fourth inning. The American League schedule tonight, Kansas City at Milwaukee, New York at Detroit, Boston and Cleveland, and Washington at Baltimore. The pitch is high, a fastball 1-1 one one to Braun. National League, Houston will play at San Francisco. That's an afternoon game, and they'll be starting in about an hour at Candlestick. The Giants losing yesterday and still gained a half game on the Dodgers, who dropped two to the Cubs. Curveball inside to Braun, two and one. Cincinnati at Pittsburgh tonight, Montreal at Philadelphia this evening, and the Cubs are at Dodger Stadium, where it'll either be Hands nine and eight or Holtzman seven and nine against Claude Osteen, nine and six. The pitch swung on and popped foul, out of play. Safe hands expand your world of travel. Join the exciting Chevron Travel Club. Membership information available at Standard Stations and Chevron dealers. Pitcher Jim Strickland at second base. One out, bottom of the fifth inning. Five to one Angels. The pitch swung on and bounced by the mound. Alomar charging the ball. Bad hop, but he picks it off and throws him out. Good play by Alomar. On to third goes Strickland, and with two outs, the hitter will be Cesar Tovar. It's easy to take Sandy Alomar's play for granted. He has just been an outstanding second baseman all season. His average at 250. He stole his 22nd base today. And Sandy continuing to be the Angels' iron man. He's one of only a handful, a handful of players in the American League to play in every game of the season. Outside the Tovar, ball one. Cesar, an infield hit, and he lines to Ken McMullen at third. In fact, Alomar has the club record for consecutive game appearances. He had 296 going into the season and has appeared in all 88 games this year. The only angel to do so. Outside of Tovar, 2-0. No Minnesota player has played in every game. Leo Cardenas has come closest. He has missed one. Murphy... 
2-0 pitch. One on line to McMullen again. And Ken leaning to his right picked it off about a foot off the ground. So Tobar hitting in tough luck after he got a scratch single in the first inning. He has sent two bullet outs to third baseman Ken McMullen. No runs, no hits, no errors. The man left at third for the Twins. And after five at the Mets, Angel five, Minnesota one. Hey, Dick, I know a lot of people who found the perfect Datsun. I do too, Dave. The Datsun 1200. And a lot of people are calling them names. Oh, yeah. Like that guy with the fastback model. He calls it his beach wagon because both he and his girl can load their surfboards and a great lunch in that roomy fold-down rear seat compartment with a handy lift-up rear lid. There's a two-door sedan model, too, and a woman in our neighborhood calls it her shopping cart. It's just right for making a dash to the market to snap up a super special. And that couple who spend a weekend out in the woods with a bird watch. Do you know what they call theirs? Well, with those reclining bucket seats, I'd make a guess at a weekend overnighter. Let's right, But the best name yet is Bargain Buggy. With all those extra features at no extra cost and gas mileage up to 30 miles per gallon and the very low purchase price, what else could you call the two new Datsun 1200s? Well, Datsun calls them the something special and the little something. See the small car expert, your nearby Southern California Datsun dealer. Find out if a new Datsun 1200 is the perfect Datsun for you. You can call it whatever you like. But drive it out. Then decide. After five innings of play at the Mets, it totals the Angels five runs, six hits, one error. Minnesota, one run, three hits, and one error. Jim Strickland in the top of the sixth inning will face Jim Spencer, Tony Canigliaro, and Sid O'Brien. Have an update about the pitchers selected by Earl Weaver for the American League All-Star squad. Vida Blue, Mike Cuellar, Jim Palmer, Mickey Lovich, Sam McDowell, Andy Messersmith, Marty Patton, Jim Perry, and Sonny Siebert. Nine starters. Fastball is a strike on the inside corner to Jim Spencer. That's pretty good pitching. I think the American League is going to need plenty of pitching uh, with the injuries and all that have occurred with frontline personnel for the American League. Dispenser swung on and a little lob foul. The first baseman Rich Reese will collect beyond Fred Koenig. Spencer didn't even want to look at it. As soon as he hit it, he just turned and started running toward the dugout. And Reese in foul territory, gloving it for the first time. Strickland has retired all five men that he has saved. Tony Cagliaro fly to center and doubled off George Thomas's glove. That was in the fourth inning, and he, along with McClellan, scored on a bases loaded single by Sandy Alomar. Miglero with 18 two-base hits to lead the club. Left-hander Strickland into the windup, kicks and the pitch. In the dirt, ball one. Talk about eccentricities. Man in Muscatine, Iowa, Richard Massey. He has become a pearl button collector. Low 2-0. He now owns 144 million pearl buttons. And Massey is going to pave his driveway with him. Obviously, uh, his mother frightened by a Wizard of Oz story when he was uh, about to be born. <laughs> You're right at the button there, Dick. Uh, just a little curl, Don. Fouled out of play. The count is two and one. Got four holes in it, though. <laughs> The 2-1 pitch to Tony C is fouled away. He uh, is featured in a picture, an AP wire photo, and looks like Silas Marner as he had a handful of 
throw buttons and he's letting them just filter through his fingertips and into a big bucket. $104 million. <laughs> Look at this wealth. Look at this wealth. Buttons after button after button. He is related to Orpheus. <laughs> a bit. Check swing and the count goes full three and two. <laughs> Getting too much sleep time. Three balls and two strikes to Tony Canigliero. One out, one on six inning. The Angels lead five to one. The pitch. Low and Canigliero walk. First base runner against Strickland. Friendship Sid O'Brien. Toby has struck out and walked. With the All-Star games coming up, we just talked about the pitching selections made by Earl Weaver. And we'd better refresh the memories of many of our fans that the last time that the American League won an All-Star game was 1962. And that was at uh, Wrigley Field in Chicago, and that was uh, part of our trivia question, the pitchers involved and the winning pitcher, being Ray Herbert, was Dave Stenhouse, Herbert, Aguirre, and Pappas. Outside the pitch to O'Brien. Herbert got the win. Herbert got the win, and the National League starter in that 33rd game at Wrigley Field in Chicago, 1962. Former Dodger. The pitch by Strickland. Padres. Johnny Padres. It's as low, 2-0. And, oh. and the happy was the loser. That's since 1962. The 33rd game, and this will be, what, the 40... This will be the 42nd game. 42nd All-Star game coming up. I think the National League ought to give the American League a couple of runs with all the injuries. Low, 3-0. Oh. The Strickland, after mowing down five straight angels, walked to Negliero on a 3-2 pitch and falls behind O'Brien, 3-0. and oh. Tom Murphy, a light jacket, waiting on deck. Here's the pitch. High, ball four. And on four pitches, O'Brien walks. On to second, Canigliero, and with one out, Tom Murphy has a chance to aid his own cause. Murphy, a single and two at bat. His last outing against Vita Blue, a couple of bases. He has driven in six runs, so he has helped himself. Sandy Alomar having another great series. Manager Lefty Phillips might elect to give the sacrifice sign to Murphy. Try to move the runners up to third and second and with two outs let Alomar take a crack at knocking them in. My favorite Minnesota city represented again today, New Ulm. New Ulm. Good to have the New Ulm series. Tony C. from second. O'Brien from first. The infield looking for the sacrifice. And it is a butt foul. Mitterwald picking it up about 10 feet from the plate up the third baseline. Mitterwald behind the plate. Thomas in on the cut of the grass at third. And Reese with runners at second and first playing in front of the runner. Cardinals covering short. And Braun on his way to first base. The outfield. Allier checking the sun. And left field. He's fairly deep and straight away. Into right center is Jim Holt. And guarding the right field line, Cesar Tovar. So there's a big gap in right center and in left center. Strickland looks at second to pitch. Murphy squares and misses on the bunch right snap. Throw to second and scrambling back is Tony C. Cardinals applying the tag and Canigliero, who did not slide, as he hit the bag, had trouble stopping his momentum and his foot almost came off second base. And Cardinals is right there to apply the tag just in case. Two strikes now on Murphy. After failing to sacrifice, 
the twin infield still looking for a possible bunt. Brenner's at second and first. Here's the pitch. Swung on a ground ball to short. Could be two. Cardenas goes to Braun. Braun on to first base in time. Didn't think so, nor did Fred Koenig, the first base coach. But the inning comes to an end on a 6-4-3 double play. No runs, no hits, no errors. A man left to the home half of the sixth. Angel 5, Minnesota 1. You know, fans, the heart of every car is the battery, because it's the source of your car's power. Now, it won't matter how well-tuned your car is or what shape the engine's in if the battery won't come through for you. That's why you should make sure you have a battery you can count on. And that means an Atlas battery, of course. You can get a full line of Atlas batteries at your standard station or Chevron dealer. You'll find a battery in the Atlas line designed to give your car the power it was built to deliver. To find out how efficient your present battery is, pull in at the sign of the Chevron and have it scientifically tested. If it doesn't test out 100%, ask your Chevron standard dealer which Atlas battery is right for your car. You'll find the deal you make on that new Atlas battery is well worth the performance and peace of mind you'll get from the battery you can depend on. Give your car an Atlas battery and give your car power to spare. Check out the full line of Atlas batteries and get them at your standard station or Chevron dealer. Bottom of the sixth inning at the Mets, the Angels have a 5-1 to one lead as they go after their fourth straight win and their sixth in a row here against the Twins in their home yard. I think I wonder how many people remember who the starting pitchers were last year in the All-Star game. Recent year, right? It is. It is. One of the young men named to the list by Earl Weaver today, Jim Palmer, who started for the American League, and Tom Seaver of the Mets for the National League. Who do you figure will start uh, for the National League this year? It's got to be Vida Blue, unless Weaver wants uh, mail for the rest of the year. How about Doc Ellis? You know, the fact that Doc Ellis has come out publicly and, and made the bias claim against Sparky Anderson, you know, that almost forces Anderson not to start him because uh, I can see where a skipper would, would, would not want to encourage that kind of public attack. One and one the count to read. But he turned to that. He might figure the other way. You know, he might run a little reverse spike there. I, certainly by record, Ellis would deserve the honor. A one-one pick. Kerr bounces in two and one. It's a shame that, that that he had to make that statement. Better to not say it, and then if he doesn't start, then okay, if he feels uh, there is a bias. But the statement being, he didn't figure he would be selected because he was black. And that uh, Anderson didn't like him. There's a ground ball single to right field under the glove of Jim Spencer. And for the Twins, that's their first hit since back in the second inning. It allowed by Tom Murphy brings up shortstop Leo Cardenas. I can't think of anyone Sparky Anderson doesn't like. And the idea that uh, two blacks wouldn't start an all-star game, I, yeah, I don't think so. I, 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 that wouldn't even have entered my mind. Now, maybe it does enter Tom. Murphy delivers inside corner for a strike. Leo Cardenas drove in the twin front in the first inning. After Braun singled and Tovar singled, they moved Braun along to third on a ground out, and Cardenas sent him home on a line drive sacrifice fly to right field. His 44th RBI this year. Spencer playing behind Reese. He goes. The pitch is line foul by about three feet.
about three B. So Reese is going to take the base as the Angels were not holding him on, and Cardenas whistling a line drive. Had that been in third territory, it would have been a double play because Spencer positioned right near the line. These are the days to do something different, and Bush Gardens is the place to do it. Float a boat down tropical streams, ride a thrilling sky-high monorail, see jumbo flowers, rare animals, waterfalls, and a train bird show, even penguins. Bush Gardens in Van Nuys open every day, 10 in the morning to 4 in the afternoon. Curve, just missed outside, 1 and 2. Bush Gardens, just off the San Diego freeway, and a great spot for the entire family. A 5-1 lead. Angels on top. Reese at first base. And the 1-2 pitch. Cardenas takes it inside. He almost walked into the fastball. John Stevenson behind the plate. O'Brien Alomar looking for a double play chance as they're squeezed towards second. McMullen deep and off the line at third. Spencer playing behind the runner Reese at first base. And the outfield, a line toward right for the right-handed hitting Cardenas. He has his sign. The 2-2 pitch. Swung on a fly ball to right center. It's hit well and a long run for Rivers. He's at the warning track and makes the catch as Canigliaro ducks down in front of him. Both men in position to make the play and Rivers halfway onto the track in front of the bullpen made the grab. One out here, center fielder Jim Holt. He has struck out and grounded hard back to the mound. 0 for 2. White Sox got a run, and it's now Oakland 4, Chicago 2 after six innings. Holt, left-handed hitter. Spencer continues to play behind Reed. Outfield, playing Holt as a dead pull hitter. Fastball outside. Minnesota took the 1-0 lead on the singles by Braun and Tovar on the sacrifice fly from Cardenas, and the Angels tied it in the second on an unearned run off starter Steve Luber. Pitch is lined. O'Brien can't get it. A leaping fly goes out to left fielder Gonzalez, and Reese will have to stop at second base. O'Brien nearly came up with a spectacular catch, a slicing line drive, and Sid had to go to his backhand side, leaping in the air, and the ball just skimmed over the leather out to Tony Gonzalez. Riders to second and first with one out. And here's Brand Allier. He's been out on two ground balls, and Minnesota finds itself in a position where one swing would bring him right back into the ball game. And Allier has the power. Race at second, hold at first. Infield playing back, and the outfield deep with respect to Allier's power. The pitch, curve, strike, outside corner. Angels, Mel Queen begins to throw. In the second inning, an error when John Stevenson's high pop fly in the center of the diamond dropped between Thomas and Reese. Thomas charged with an error, although the ball was not touched. And Stevenson came around, a single by McMullen and a ground out by Spencer. Curve, grounded toward third. McMullen, one hand play to his left. Goes to second for one, on to first, double play. And Allier takes his helmet off and slams it in the dirt. McMullen ranging far to his left to one-hand the ball and the webbing of his glove, and then it was 5-4-3 and three for the double play to end the Minnesota sixth inning. No runs, two hits, no errors, a man left. And after six, the Angels five, Minnesota one.
Dick Enberg with Don Wells, Dave Niehaus, and Dick Nelson at the Met in Bloomington, Minnesota. We mentioned that the Angels got an under and run in the second. A two-run home run by Gonzalez made it 3-1 in the third. And the Angels got two more on a bases loaded single by Sandy Alomar in the fourth inning. It's Alomar who leads off the top of the seventh. 5-1. The Angels in front, and here again it's on. All right, next, Sandy Alomar, one for three this afternoon, facing the left-hander Jim Strickland for the first time. Alomar with his base hit to drive in two in the fourth inning, and right after that, the starter, Luber, was gone, and Strickland replaced him, and then he struck out Mickey Rivers. The pitch. Sandy throws the bat at this one and pops it up on the first base side. Reese back on the outfield draft by a couple of steps, and the first baseman takes care of it. So Sandy released the bat in pursuit of the pitch and hits the soft pop-up. One down, here's Mickey Rivers. We have another card from, from Dick Nelson's mother. Can you put this under the windshield wiper of of some friend's automobile sometimes when, when you have a little parking problem. Here's the line and they pitch on the way to Rivers. Curve, long, close. Ball one. It says in bold print, thanks for taking two parking spaces. And down below in finer print, it said I had to park two blocks away, you stupid inconsiderate moron. You stuck this in your wallet. Mickey grounds it up the first base side, splatters off the glove of Reese, but Reese retrieves and goes to the bag and makes the play. So Mickey Rivers smashing it hard up the first base side, but Reese takes care of him. There are two down. And the batter will be left fielder Tony Gonzalez. Angels lead 5-1, seventh inning of play. Angels, five runs, six hits. Minnesota, one run, five hits. Tony Gonzalez with a two-run homer into the bleachers in right field. In the third, he's one for three. The pitch, Tony E.G. takes the curve high, ball one. fly-in groups on this day with so many private aircraft landing nearby and these fans here at the ballpark this afternoon to watch the Twins in action. The 1-0 delivery and it's a fastball low and the count is 2-0. The group from Baldwin and a group from Shell Lake and from Galesville, Wisconsin. Johnny Gonzalez whips the batter out a couple of times as the left-hander Jim Strickland gets it ready. Here's the 2 nothing pitch to Tony G. Curved him high. And close ball three, three and 0 Tony's spinning his way out of the batter's box. As for the American League, they have not been victorious in all-star competition since 1962. Big game coming up in Detroit. Fastball to Gonzalez for a strike to make it 3-1. and one. The American League won that game in 1962 in Chicago. 9-4 over the Nationals. The National League came right back to win the next 5-3. Tony Gonzalez getting a piece of this as he spun away from the plate and got a piece of it. And the count now 3-2. And, and from that 34th game on in 1963, it has been National League dominance. 3-2 pitch. Inside, almost hit him in the hand. Gonzalez falling away from the pitch and dropping the bat there in the batter's box. So a walk given up to Gonzalez. And the batter will be another left-hander, John Stevenson. The 35th game in 1964 played in New York. The National League won at 7-4. Here in the Twin Cities, the 36th game was played. National League won at 6-5. The 37th game played in St. Louis. National League won at 2-1. 38th game. And that's our game of the Big A with the National League winning at 2-1. 39th game at Houston. National won at 1-0. 
go over to first base, Gonzalez back. 40th game is played at Kennedy Stadium in Washington. The National League ran away with it, 9-3. And last year, the National League winning at 5-4. The game played at Cincinnati. The pitch, Stevenson checks, takes the letter-high curve for a strike. And it's on one. Open with a 4-2 lead over the White Sox at the end of five. Dobson against Wood. Houston at San Francisco getting started. That will be Wilson against Cumberland. Other games tonight. The pitch, curve, top foul. There's home plate, strike two. Tonight in the National League, Cincinnati will be at Pittsburgh, Montreal and Philadelphia, and the Cubs will be entertained by the Dodgers. Kansas City plays tonight in Milwaukee. The Yankees are at Detroit, Boston and Cleveland, Washington at Baltimore. Strike out on Little John and the pitch to Stevenson. Pitch out called for by Mitterwald and no movement by Gonzalez. So the count stays at one and now at one and two. Strickland stares in for the sign, has it. Reads the runner and the pitch. Off speed curve, ground ball out of the reach of Reese. Picked up by Braun and the throw to the pitcher off the throw. On the second, on to second goes Gonzalez and now to third. And the throw there not in time. So Braun was able to back up the play as Reese was unable to flag it down and Steve coming up with the ball at the edge of the outfield grass. He made the throw to the pitcher Strickland covering but it went off his glove. The net result is the Angels have runners at first and third. It's going to be an error for the pitcher Jim Strickland and we're going to pause right here for station identification. This is the Angels Radio Network. At exactly one minute before the hour of one o'clock, this is KMND, your Angels baseball station in the Valley of the Sun in Mesa, Arizona. Big 1510 on your dial. Now back to Angels baseball. Runners at first and third. McMullen of the batter. Curve. Pounded foul off the head of the bat. Max spinning it up the line up the first base side. Strike one. So it is an error for Jim Strickland as he was unable to handle the throw made by Steve Ron. Ron's pop was right on target at first base. They should have had Stevenson. But instead of getting Stevenson, Gonzalez travels to third. Stevenson at first base. Second error for the Twins. Strickland trying to work his way out of difficulty. The one-strike pitch. Ground ball, left side, base hit. Gonzalez scores. On to second goes Stevenson. So Ken McMullen getting it just out of the reach of George Thomas at third. now laid by five, six to one. Jim Spencer, the batter. On to second base, Stevenson. Ken McMullen. Way for four here this afternoon. Oh, Mac has had some sort of cheering. A good opening game. When he pounded the ball from the premises, and McMullen keeps it going here. Now seven for ten in the series. Seven for ten. Pitch to Spencer. Fastball close, ball one. RBIs from McMullen in this series, too. Nick, you'd have to say that Ken is the logical candidate for the Player of the Month award. Right, the way he's going, he could be the July Bronze Angel Player of the Month. Curveball, fast to short. Cogner picks it off, and he goes to Steve Brown, almost tore his head off with a throw. Brown out from under his cap going through the bag, and the throw head high by Cogner, and with a lot on it. 
LeBron was trying to scramble through the bag to make the play. The Angels are gone here in the seventh inning, but they collect a run. Unearned variety. One run, one hit, one error. And a couple of men left out there. So the scoreboard reads at the end of the top of the seventh. Angel six, Minnesota one. Did you ever think of it? Most Angel fans originally came from somewhere else. Now they moved to Southern California from places like Chicago, Kansas City, Denver, Dallas, Houston, Seattle, and you name it. And you can bet thousands of them will be taking a trip back home this summer. Well, how about you? Remember Continental's family fairs help take the high cost out of family fines. So why don't you take the kids back to see the folks and let your family have the fun of meeting those wonderful people you used to know and seeing that wonderful place where you grew up. Continental Special Fairs make it possible to revisit dozens of hometowns, and one of them is probably yours. So check with your travel agent, Continental partner in getting things done for you, and then come home this summer with Continental Airlines, the proud bird with a golden tail. out of the lower deck and left field. Wandering all over the premises and uh, many of them managing to get lost here at Metropolitan Stadium. George Mitterwell leads it off. The curve by Murphy is close, ball one. They have a lot of school patrol youngsters out here this afternoon. Murphy right back with it. Right down to shoot for a strike and it's one to one. They have a group, a school patrol group from Lake City, from New London, and from Spicer, Minnesota. Murphy in possession of a 6-1 lead, last of the seventh, and the pitch. Wicked curve, but it stays inside, ball 2-2-1. Two, two Big break to it. Started in as though it was going to be behind the batter, the right-handed George Metterwald, and then it tried to angle its way over the plate and missed. Here's a 2-1 pitch. Swung on, fly ball, left field. Back forward goes Tony Gonzalez. Back toward the edge of the track. Tony has room, and he makes the catch. Dan Williams throwing in the Minnesota bullpen. Here's George Thomas. Without Tony Oliva, without Harmon Killebrew, this is an entirely different team. They say that they have two young men in the Minnesota Farm System right now who are the Killebrews of the future. Well, that, of course, remains to be seen. But they have uh, high hopes for them, and they say that they should have most promising careers. First delivery, in for a strike, and it's on one of the Thomas. George O for two. Outside with it, one and one. them in the lineup. It's a far easier pitching pass. Curve. Line drive. Base hit by George. Left field. By George. He stroked that one sharply. And that is the sixth Minnesota hit. That'll bring up the pitcher. Jim Cott will be used in a pinch hitting role by manager Bill Riggins. The pitcher Jim Cott, left-handed batter, will face the right-handed Tom Murphy. Jim used for this purpose on a number of occasions. 
And the pitch. Tries to bunt on it and missed strike one. And Scott here trying to bunt for a base hit, just trying to catch McMullen deep at third. Joe Regney with that limited bench. That ball close. One and one. And of course, without the services today, uh, another left-handed hitter, Rod Carew, along with Tony Oliva. One-one the count on top. Angels lead 6-1. Last half of the seventh inning. They're trying to sweep the set. The pitch. Third. Chuck playing. Bloopers. Good ball to Judge. Face hit left field. Bullpen, Mel Queen and Dave LaRoche are throwing as a check swing shovel shot here by Jim Cott. Results in the seventh Minnesota hit. Runners at first and second, one out. The batter will be Steve Braun. The Angels counting up with the double play on the sixth inning. They have high hopes that they might be able to duplicate that right here. Left-hander Steve Braun waits and the pitch to him, and Braun takes the off-speed curve for a strike in the corner one. Tom Murphy given more runs, almost as many runs as he has seen all season long, in winning four and losing 11. One strike pitch, off-speed curve, strike two call. Murphy has snapped two of them in there. Nothing in two. Ron to the base hit and a run scored in the first inning. The only Minnesota run so far. Walked in the third. Grounds it out of the fifth inning. Grounds it out to Sandy Elmer. That's the spot where Murphy, unless he could get him on strikes, would like to have him right now. The pitch. Fastball low and close. One and two. Ball one, strike two. The outfield tilted way around to the right here for Braun. Straight away chance for the left-hander. The one-two pitch. Inside with another fastball. Two and two. Ball two. Strike two on Braun. Murphy poised for the pitch. Here it is. Hung on. Line drive. Base hit right through. Rounding third is Roy Thomas on his way to the plate. He'll have it made. The throw cut off by Simpson. Murphy, with breaking stuff, had registered two strikes on Braun and then teased him with fastballs, two inside, and then one that he got up and out over the plate, and Steve Vaughn hammered it to right field for a line drive base hit. Here's Cesar Tovar. It is now 6-2, last half of the seventh inning, one out. Tovar has to look out for the percentage here. Tovar with an infield hit of the first inning, then twice in the third and again in the fifth. He has shot line drives to Ken McMullen for out. So he has read Murphy extremely well. Runners at first and second, one out. Angels lead 
Minnesota now with eight hits. Murphy ready on the pitch. Stovar backs off. Takes ball one. So Tom Murphy wheeling and dealing here in kind of a shaky way. The one open. Down the middle. Line drive. Out of the left field. Backward. Gonzalez. Tony backhands the ball on the warning track. Fires it back in. with a fabulous fielding play. Line shot to left field up toward the wire fence and Gonzalez leaping high, a backhand stab. Great play by Gonzalez in support of Tom Irving. So Tobar, who has crunched it well in the third and the fifth and now in the seventh, but nothing to show for those plate appearances, Lefty Phillips goes out to see Tom Irving. for Tom Murphy and it appears that Dave LaRoche will be coming in. Lefty is making motion with his left arm. So Tom Murphy comes out. They have hit time hard here in the seventh inning and line drive out off the bat of Tobar. A big out in the seventh inning for Minnesota now has still white. They still have runners at first and second and it's a six to two ball game with Murphy out in front by four as he leaves the game. So now Dave LaRoche being summoned from the bullpen to try to and preserve it. So for you fans in the Riverside, San Bernardino, Pomona, and San Fernando Valley areas, you may take advantage of a special Angel ticket offered to the game Sunday, July 18th against Cleveland. For information, see the sports pages of the Riverside Press Enterprise, San Bernardino Sun-Telegram, Pomona, Progress Bulletin, and the Van Nuys News. Dick, earlier we were talking about... Uh, and the card that you'd like to see employed, and I had to agree with you. So in our travels, we deal with people in hotel business, restaurants, uh, cab drivers, people that perform so many services. I, I hope that uh, Stan Searle isn't listening, because I think it would be kind of a treat to have a job where tips were allowable. And I think I'd make a fortune. You know, a smile is the cheapest commodity of all and how infrequently it is employed by people in that form of employment. The thing that bothers me most of all is when someone is serving you and you get the feeling, an attitude before, oh, you even given your order, that they're already counting on you to pay them money for service that already is bad. And uh, I think, you just in terms of the better interest of uh, a restaurant, that even the owner might be willing to print up cards like that. Noise, noise and more noise means Harmon Killebrew has come out of the dugout, sword toe and all. I had a, a unique experience as a young man. I worked uh, at a resort. It was Casar Hot Springs up in Central California. And I was uh, kind of the uh, cook and bottle washer and performed all of these various services. And I can remember how, from a tip standpoint, the people who came and all you had to do was render kindness and I tell you, the magic of a smile is something. Well, Harmon Killiver has started to pry this place apart already with just a useful reaction in the background as the answer is 
Probably many of them who were out here at the beginning of this series the other night when it was Simon Killebrew night and it was mud night when they gave away the thermal mud with Harmon Killebrew's home run accomplishments in front of the mud. And Harmon did not appear. He did not appear out here last night in action. But now he's given a shot at it here by manager Bill Rigney. Bad throw and all. So Killebrew will face Dave LaRoche and the pitch. Swung on, sliced high in the air on the first base side. Spencer coming over, and Jim can't quite get to it. About two rows deep. limping a bit as he goes back to his spot at first base. He might have spiked himself or kicked himself in the foot as he went over to the railing for that high foul pop. In any event, Killebrew still has life at home plate. One strike on him, two down, and runners to first and second. Angel played 6-2. Pat full low and away, and the count is 1-1. One one. Dave LaRoche, winner of four, loser of one. He has saved seven. Earn run average, 1.96. And he has a mean man to deal with here in Harmon Killebrew. 1-1 delivery now. Killebrew fouls it back. 1-2. Harmon in the pregame show with Dick last night had indicated that he was ready to go. He was ready to be in the starting lineup. Bill Rigney deciding against it, however. Feeling that he wanted to give him as much rest as possible so that there wouldn't be any continued aggravation. But Killebrew employed in a pinch-hitting role here in the seventh inning. The pitch. Inside with a curve, and the count now two and two. Ball two, strike two on the hammer. The outfield, needless to say, extremely deep, straight away, and the set, the two-two pitch on the way, and Killebrew drives it high in the air, but it's not going anywhere out of that center field. Who wants it? Tony Gonzalez is there, and Tony puts it away to retire the tie. So Killebrew got under it. It was one of those typical Ruthian or Killebrew type pumps. Hit extremely high in there, but with nothing in the way of distance. For the Twins in the seventh inning, one run, three hits, no errors, a pair left. And the score now at the end of seven, Angel six, Minnesota two. Small car expert, you're on the air. I've been waiting for an hour to talk to you, and I'm calling from... Small car expert, go ahead, but don't be nasty. Hey, I've been listening to your show for weeks now, and you say there's a perfect Datsun for everybody. Yeah, what's your point, sir? I've got other calls. What about perfect economy? The Datsun 1200 two-door sedan. It's the little something. What's about perfect styling? You can't beat the something special, the Datsun two-door coupe. You can beat it, but you'd probably dead up the hood. <laughs> you get it? Small car expert. Uh, I was listening to that last guy. You know about a whole line of perfect Datsun? Uh -huh. Well, what about perfect convenience? The Datsun five-door station wagon. It's a kick to drive. A perfect performance. I'd have to say the Datsun 240Z, hottest-selling GT around. How about perfect comfort? The Datsun 510s, the two- and four-door sedans. Well, sounds like a perfect line, all right. Yeah, wait, you didn't ask about the Datsun pickup truck. Well, I don't care about the Datsun pickup truck. Drive the to help you pick your favorite Datsun, see the small car expert, your nearby Southern California Datsun dealer. Drive a Datsun, then decide. From Metropolitan Stadium in the Twin Cities, this is John Wells with Dick Enberg and Dick Nelson, and we have 
Same now with Stan Williams coming out of the bullpen for Minnesota. And Harmon Killebrew will be at first base now, taking over for Rich Reese. And the story reads this way. Angels six runs, seven hits, one error. And Minnesota two runs, eight hits, and two errors. So the eighth inning, play coming up. Stan Williams works his warm-up crosses. And the announcer now, Harmon Killebrew. Here we go. The eighth inning of play. He's been busy. He's been writing that a lot of, making a lot of notes over here for a while. Here's, here's Dick. What have you come up with him? Well, one thing that is uh, somewhat interesting, that the Minnesota Twins, when they lost last night, their record is 39 and 44 going into this game. That is the lowest they have been in terms of one-loss percentage since their very first year when they moved from Washington here to Minnesota. So it's, uh, days are dark here in the Twin Cities, especially with the injuries to the key personnel. Had a letter from our friend from Dean Borden, Dick of uh, Calavo, the manager of the Twins Killing Department. I think he's paid off for it, too. And he, just with a reminder about your, your date with Destiny coming up Thursday evening, July 15th at Anaheim Stadium. Date with Destiny? Uh, when you will get your poll picker and your field bosses will report and you'll get your root rot preventative and your tensiometer and your snake bite kit <laughs> and all the paraphernalia you will need to become a successful avocado rancher. And you're also going to be presented with your own genuine avocado grove so you can qualify for a Calavo membership. 50 trees is minimum. That's going to be on Thursday evening, July 15th. First pitch by Williams to Canigliero as a drive to center, and Holt lift ball gets up and makes the catch. Ball was hit right at him, and that was fortunate because Holt lost his footing on that turf, which uh, must be still just a bit soggy, and Canigliero is retired. He's really going to go through with that. Yeah, and just one final note, you can bet your guacamole that a lot of fans are going to be out to see you accept all these things on Thursday evening, July 15th, with a Calavo group coming out to Anaheim Stadium. Several hundred of the Calavo growers are going to be there. That's the game of the Baltimore Orioles right after the All-Star break. O'Brien, the hitter, swings and bounces it up the middle. To his right is Braun. He skitters, makes the top throw, to Killebrew in time. Good play. Oh, that guacamole is that's great. Yeah. I've been an avocado and an artichoke fan all my life. My favorite foods. And you can't get good avocados here in Minneapolis, at least at the Radisson Hotel, so we'll pass that information along to our group out there on the West Coast. I don't know what they do with those things. Where, where do they hide the good ones? I guess they keep them right there for us. Dave LaRoche hitting for the first time against Stan Williams, going on two outs, eight innings. High with a fastball is Williams. You know, Continental Airlines has a number of low-cost holidays including exciting visits to Hawaii's fabulous Outer Island. Call Continental for information. A strike on the outside corner, one and one to the left-handed hitting Dave LaRoche. Williams making his 33rd game appearance of the year. He's been the busiest of Bill Rigney's relief pitchers. Swung on, a looper behind short. In comes Allier in shallow left field. He's got it. So Williams works an easy one, two, three, eighth inning. And we go to the bottom of the eighth, Angel 6, Minnesota 2. 
Standard Oil presents Cooking with Claude. Hello, ladies. Today we are going to prepare something truly remarkable. The perfect cookbook. First, we start with 450 pages of exciting recipes, which we separate into 13 sections. Next, we blend in cooking charts, timetables, and for flavor, we sprinkle with menu suggestions. To serve, we place in a sturdy three-ring binder that will lie perfectly flat. There you have it. The Complete Family Cookbook. The place to get the Complete Family Cookbook, first made popular at the California Bicentennial Cookbook, is at standard stations or participating Chevron dealers. You'll get a section a week for the suggested retail price of just 15 cents with an eight-gallon purchase. The three-ring binder with index and dividers is just $1.99, suggested retail price plus tax. Ladies, get the Complete Family Cookbook at standard stations and Chevron dealers. It's the one you'll use. Bottom of the eighth inning, Leo Cardenas, Jim Holt, and Brant Elliott to face relief pitcher Dave LaRoche. LaRoche trying to save Tom Murphy's fifth win of the year. Dave has seven saves and leads the club in that department, one more than Lloyd Allen. LaRoche himself is four and one with an ERA of 1.96. Dave has just allowed nine earned runs all year. Cardenas, an RBI and a sacrifice fly, is grounded out and five deep to center. The pitch by the left-hander is inside, ball one. Just had quite a Brook in Detroit last night in that extra inning game. The Tigers tying the Yankees 3-3 in an extra inning with the bases loaded. Billy Martin felt that Norm Cash was hit with a pitch that should have won the game in the 10th. But umpire Art France said no, the ball did not hit Cash. A strike to Cardinals, one and one. And Billy Martin quoted... And the Minneapolis afternoon papers. They send ball players down to the minors. Why can't they send umpires? That was incompetence out there. That's what it was. That will cost Billy Martin a few shekels. The one-one pitch swung on and fouled off the mask of catcher John Stevenson. Martin claims that the ball hit Cash on the little finger. He said you could hear the noise in the dugout, but France, the umpire, couldn't hear it. He wouldn't even look at his hand to see it quiver. Norm Cash said his hand was quivering, as only Norm Cash can make his hand quiver. <laughs> the pitch. Swung on a fly to deep left field. Back goes Gonzalez, and Cardenas will touch them all. at 393 feet. The hitter is Jim Holt. Two unearned runs. The Angels' first run was unearned off starter Steve Luber. And they got an unearned run when Jim Strickland dropped a throw in the seventh inning. And those two runs proving very important. An announcement now being made by the public address announcer. All the youngsters out in left field are littering the outfield with paper and refuse and the PA asking that uh, the youngsters not do that. Many of them are standing right in the first row and leaning out over that overhang. Here's Jim Holt. Boyd Allen begins to throw in the angel bullpen. Holt looks at a fastball for a strike. 
When LaRose came in to get Harmon Killebrew, that proved to be a very big out. Had Killebrew gotten on, there's Cardenas with a home run. The Angels would have been looking at a new ball game. It's 6-3 California. Hung on a miss as Hull chased a bad ball. Rand Allier is on deck. No one out, bottom of the eighth. The Twins with a run in the bottom of the seventh, and now the leadoff home run by Cardenas in the eighth inning. LaRoche winds his two-strike pitch. Holt swings and lobs one at O'Brien. On the outfield grass makes the catch. It's a little soft pop fly that O'Brien, he started in for it, and then had to go back about 10 feet on the grass to make the catch. Holt is one for four today. Here's Brand Elier. He's been out on three ground balls, one of them a double play. So Billy Martin most unhappy. He feels that his Tigers should have won it four to three in the tenth inning. The Yankees got two in the eleventh inning to win that ball game five to three. And Martin with an open blast against umpire Art France, the pitch low in the dirt. Tigers now seven games behind Baltimore. The 1-0 pitch. Allie swings and can't find the fastball. Going into play tonight, the Orioles have a three-game lead over the Red Sox and are seven in front of Detroit with the Yankees 14 back. You know, Dick, like Will Rogers, I have never met an umpire I didn't like. But I agree with Martin's statement. 1-1 pitch is swung on a high fly ball to center. Fairly deep, but Rivers is playing out there. Now he has to come in for it and make the catch. You agree that umpires should be sent back to the minor league players, right? Well, that feeling that you have a lock on the job quite often uh, leads to some sort of complacency and the fact that uh, you suddenly find yourself out of position on various occasions. It could be quite costly. George Bitterwald, two outs, no one on. The pitch swung on and grounded foul. Back to third base coach Frank Crisetti. Dave LaRoche trying to send down a win for Tom Murphy. A 6-3 Angel lead, although the Minnesotans have out hit the Angels 9-7. George Thomas on deck. Left-hander LaRoche field. Swung on, line drive foul as he hooked it on one hop against the fence in front of the open bleachers that run along the left field foul line. Two strikes to Minterwald. He has a single in three at bat. 23-year-old Southpaw LaRoche kicks and deals. High. Fastball. Outfield, deep toward left. Big gap between the center fielder Rivers and right fielder Tony C. Stevenson down with a sign. Now the target low and outside. The pitch. Right there, and a ground ball swept to third foul. Crosetti handles it and goes right back to the mound with the ball as he fires to LaRoche. Good pitch made by Dave. He started the curve outside and brought it in over the outside corner, and Mitterwald trying to pull the ball, hit it weakly, but foul. The line, the pitch. Curve fouled off the glove of John Stevenson. Final from Chicago, Oakland defeated the White Sox 4-2. Chuck Dobson, 8-0, the winner. Wilbur Wood, the loser, 8-5. The A's got all their runs in the top of the third. 4-2 win. A ball and two strikes to count. The pitch. Swung on and fouled back toward us. 
a pitching matchup when the Angels fly to Oakland tonight to open the four-game series tomorrow night. Rudy May against Vida Blue. That game will be televised as well as broadcast. 7.30 our TV time on Channel 5 tomorrow night. The wind, the one-two pick. Outside with a fastball. The Saturday afternoon game, Andy Messersmith and Catfish Hunter. And the Sunday probables in the doubleheader, the first game televised on Channel 5 at 1.30, Ricky Clark against Blue Moon Odom, second game Clyde Wright and Diego Segui. 2-2 pitch, swung on and fouled into the upper deck. The Sunday time, 1 o'clock will be our TV time, the first of the doubleheader in Oakland. Big four-game series before the All-Star break. 2-2 pitch, Minterwald swings and pops it up. Stevenson right in position, has the mask off, waiting for it to come down, and he's got it. So after the leadoff home run to Leo Cardenas, LaRoe settles down, gets Cole Dallier and Minterwald in order. A run on the home run, then 11th of the year for Cardenas, no one left, and to the ninth inning here at... The Met in Bloomington, Minnesota with a score, the Angel 6, Minnesota 3. Arizona, you're tuned to KMND Radio. The time now is 34 minutes past one. 
listening to the Angels and the Twins. The game is taking place in Minnesota, and let's return. The Miami Greyhound, Mickey Rivers. He's 0 for 4. He's hit the ball hard a couple of times. Alomar first, and he's checked back by Stan Williams. Alomar stole his 22nd base of the year back in the third and scored on Gonzalez's home run. Outside and low of the fastball, Rivers had shortened up as if to bunt. Left-hander from Riverside, California, Tom Hall begins to throw out in the bullpen in right center. Six to three, the Angels lead, top of the ninth inning. Alomar edges from first. Williams at the belt, goes to first with a throw, throws it away. Gets away from Killebrew. Alomar streaking for second. He might try for third, takes a turn. He's on his way. Braun digs up the ball on the warning track, and Alomar coasts into third and turns and holds. Killebrew still bothered by that sore right toe, and after the ball got away from Harmon, he did not try to run after it. Braun, angling from second base, went to the box seat railing to pick it up, and Alomar, on the two-base throwing air, charged to Stan Williams, is at third with no one out. That's the second air charge to a Minnesota pitcher today. So the stealing threat presented by Sandy Alomar, presented by Sandy Alomar, as good as the stolen base itself, because Alomar able to get not only second but third as Williams trying to keep him close. With Rivers a left-handed hitter up, and Gonzalez and Stevenson also left-handed hitters next in line, Bill Rigney is on his way to the mound, and he might call upon his own left-hander, Tom Hall. Rigney has arrived at the mound, talking with Williams, and looking beyond the shoulder of Williams at the bullpen, where Hall appears to be ready. Rig acting as though he wants to make the pitching change. He continues to chant with Mitterwald and Williams. Late umpire McCoy comes out to talk with Bill. And now Rigney points out to the bullpen and says, yes, sir, that's what I want. My left-hander, Tom Hall. So the walk and the legs to Sandy Alomar, forcing the throwing air, positioning the Angels' leadoff man at third base. And uh, with all those left-handers due to hit, Rigney will play the percentages and bring in Tom Hall, who has always been an outstanding pitcher against the Angels. Hall's record this year, three wins and four losses. He has saved six ball games and continuing to strike out more than a man, a man per inning. He has 83 strikeouts in 79 innings. His ERA, 3.15. He leads the Twins in saves with six. A reminder about the big Playboy Bunny game coming up, the twin games of the Angels-Detroit Tigers doubleheader. That game to be played in two weeks on Wednesday night. The KMPC personalities trying for their first win over the Playboy Bunnies. The contest this year will be conducted between games of that .9 doubleheader, the first game beginning at 6 o'clock on Wednesday, July 21st. The same tremendous ticket plan is in the past. If you buy one ticket, you get an adjoining seat free. Ticket prices, $4.54, $3.50, or $2.50. Send your orders to Bunny Game, KMPC, Hollywood 90028. That's Bunny Game, KMPC, Hollywood 90028. Enclose your check or money order and make it payable to the California Angels. The date again, Wednesday night, July 21st, a doubleheader, the Angels and Detroit Tigers, and then it's actually a tripleheader with the Playboy Bunnies KMPC game 
the intermission between the two ball games for the Tigers. Ball has arrived. Williams worked one inning plus. Did not allow a hit, but walked a man and is charged with a throwing error. Tom Tashinsky will also enter the ball game. A new battery for the Twins, Tashinsky and Hall. Since Mitterwald made the last out in the eighth inning, with this exchange, Hall will be placed in Mitterwald's spot and Tashinsky in the number nine spot in the batting order. So that he will be the second man to hit in the home half of the ninth. Manager Rigney really strapped by shortage of personnel. Killebrew playing even though they wanted to rest him another day. Oliva unable to play. Carew out of the lineup with a bad cold. Rick Rennick on the disabled list, a knee surgery. Hall finishing his warm-up tosses, and he will face Ken Berry. Berry batting for Rivers. The count is one ball, no strike. Berry delivered the game-winning pinch hit, 7-5 in the Tuesday night contest. The attendance today, 21,741. Tom Hall with the infield drawn in. Alomar at third. The pitch to Berry is outside. Ball one. There are over 25,000 fans here at the Met today with a lot of senior citizens, youngsters, the people who have flown in for the 10th annual fly-in. Big turnout. Berry swings and sends a high fly ball to deep left field. Allier going back at the warning track. Makes the catch in front of the 365 side. Tagging at third, Alomar. He walks in with a seventh run for the Angels. Barry delivers and almost hit it out. Allier, a staggering catch about a step in front of the 365 sign and deep left center. For Ken Barry, that is his third RBI and two at-bats as a pinch hitter in this series. He has 14 runs batted in for the year. Going to walk, a two-base throwing error, and a fly ball out. The Angels get another run. That's their third unearned run in the game. First pitch to Gonzalez is a called strike. Tony Gonzalez, one for three, a big one. His first home run of the year with a man on in the third. The pitch swung on, bounced on two hops to second baseman Braun. He feeds the first for the out. They're two away. Catcher John Stevenson has been saved twice on air and flied twice to center, 0 for 4. Al Haydell, who worked last night, a right-hander, he, along with Steve Luber, will celebrate birthdays tomorrow, begins to throw in the bullpen. The Angel 7, Minnesota 3. Tom Hall into the windup, kicks and deals, a curve swung on and missed. Two outs. The Angels with another unearned run. That's their third today. Lead seven to three. Curve swung on a drive into the right field corner. Back goes Tovar. He's there and makes the catch. One run, no hits, one error, no one left. And after eight and a half innings of play, it's the Angels seven, the Twins three. Well, they say the longer a ball player stays in the sport, well, the more chance that uh, his legs will give out. He's got to take good care of the legs because they often are the first to go. 
Well, something like that is true of passengers, you know, on airline flights. The longer they sit in their seats, the more chance their legs get tired. Well, Continental has found a handsome remedy for that on their flights over to Hawaii. Continental gives everybody, that's right, everybody, plenty of leg room to relax and stretch out. First class leg room for all their coach and economy passengers. And on all their 707 fan jets, every seat is as wide as first class. So with all this extra width and extra length for your legs, well, those legs arrive in Hawaii in great shape, ready for a brisk sightseeing hike or a rugged mountain climb. Well, you see what Continental means by going to Hawaii with love? Go Continental in lovely comfort. Continental Airlines, the proud bird with a golden tail. Dave LaRoche, in relief of Tom Murphy, will face George Thomas, Tom Tyshinsky and Steve Braun in the last of the ninth inning, protecting a four-run lead, seven to three to score. First report from San Francisco after one and a half, Houston one, the Giants nothing. That's Don Wilson going for the Astros against the left-hander John Cumberland. Giants beginning play today, four in front of the Dodgers. Thomas has a single and three at bat. He looks at a fastball low. The other half of the Angels' kitty core, Lloyd Allen throwing in the bullpen just in case. Wind by the left-hander, the pitch. Taken all away for a strike, one and one. Thomas singled the left field in the seventh inning and scored the second twins run. Coming home on bronze single. He slices one foul out of play into the second deck. 21,741 fans on a sunny Thursday in Minnesota. Things not too bright as far as Minnesota's picture, however. Fouled again out of play by Thomas. As the Twins without Oliva, without a healthy Cobru, Carew not in the lineup scoring runs, and should the Angels beat the Twins today, the Angels will only uh, be back to Minnesota by a half game, as they've eaten up a lot of territory in the last week and a half. LaRoche kicks and deals, swung on a drive into center field for a base hit. Over to get it, in right center is Tony Canigliaro, George Thomas with a soft single to right center, opens the ninth inning. Tom Tashinsky batting for the first time inserted into the number nine spot in the order when he came in along with Tom Hall in the top half of the inning. Twins now in double figures have ten hits. Tashinsky has seen very little playing time. He's been up only 22 times, three hits. He backs away from a fastball, ball one. The Angels will fly immediately after the game to Oakland, arriving in the Bay Area around 7.38 o'clock tonight. LaRoche delivers a strike, one and one. Only one other game played in the American League. Oakland defeated Chicago 4-2, so the A's are on their way home. Figures to be a great matchup tomorrow night. Vita Blue and Rudy May. Pitches swung on and foul back on the screen. One and two to Tom Tashinsky. And our television time is 
7.30. Many of you saw Vita Blue in person and that large crowd of over 44,000 on the 4th of July, I'm sure, wanted another look at the sensational young left-hander of the A's. One-two pitch. Inside, it almost hit him. And, of course, those of you not lucky enough to get tickets for that game will have a chance to see for yourself the talent of the young product of Mansfield, Louisiana. And Rudy May, who has always worked well against the A's, will be his opponent. Tutu pitch. Swung on a drive to left field. That's hit well, but not deep enough. Gonzalez coasting back. He's there to make the catch. Pashinsky with a high fly ball to fairly deep left field. One up. And here's Steve Braun. Braun has been the Twins' most active player in this three-game series. He is two for three today. He has walked. He scored a run and knocked in one. He has been on base nine times in the three games. He has walked five times. Left-handed hitter, Thomas at first. Spencer playing deep behind the runner. The pitch by LaRoche. Bunted toward first. Spencer charges, picks it up. No play. A base hit for Braun. A perfect drag punt single by Steve Braun. Spencer did not want to gamble an awkward throw. He was charging toward the mound. In order to get the ball to LaRoche, he would have had to flip it almost in a backhanded manner to LaRoche. He did not take that gamble. And Braun is safe with his third hit. Thomas at second. The Twins need one more base runner to bring the tying run to the plate here in the bottom of the ninth inning. And how big those three unearned runs scored by the Angels stand now in this 7-3 bowl game. Phillips is out to talk with LaRoche. Lloyd Allen is ready in the bullpen if needed. And that's going to be the choice of manager Lefty Phillips to bring in Lloyd Allen. LaRoche came into the game relieving Murphy with two outs in the seventh. The score at the time was 6-2, to two, and Harmon Killebrew, the pinch hitter, flied high to left field. LaRoche gave up a run, a home run to Cardinals leading off the eighth. So in his inning and two-thirds, Dave charged with a run, gave up three hits, did not walk or strike out anyone. It'll be up to Lloyd Allen, who has a string of over 20 innings without allowing a run to get the final two out. Tovar and Killebrew, the men that Allen will have to face unless he can induce the first man, Tovar, to hit into a double play. Now, while there's a break in the action and Allen gets the automobile treatment brought in along the warning path in left field, and to be deposited in front of the Angels, I got a chance to remind you of another big promotion coming up for you youngsters here at Anaheim Stadium or at Anaheim Stadium. Souvenir replicas of Angels batting helmets will be given to boys and girls 14 or younger on Helvin Dice at the Anaheim Stadium in August, Friday night, August 6th. The Angels will be playing these same Minnesota Twins, and hopefully that means that Tony Oliva will be back in the lineup, Harmon Killebrew, Rod Carew, and you'll get a free helmet, too. All helmets feature the Angels' new insignia, and they have adjustable inside bands to fit any size. So make your plans now for Helmet Night, Friday night, August 6th, against the Minnesota Twins. Tickets are on sale at the Big A box office right now and at all of the nearly 200 Angel ticket outlets throughout Southern California. August 6th, Friday night against Minnesota, helmet night at the Big A. 
21-year-old Lloyd Allen has won three. He has saved six. He's lost one. His ERA, 3.47. Allen got the save on Tuesday night when Dave LaRoche, in relief, was the winner. Allen, working the final two innings, gave up one hit and a couple of walks. He struck out three. The first man that he faces will be Cesar Tovar, who, after bouncing one over Murphy's head and legging it out for an infield hit in the first inning, has hit three ropes. Two line drive outs to McMullen and a line drive to Tony Gonzalez who made a one-handed catch in the warning track in left. Angel seven, twins three, one out, Thomas at second. And Braun, a three-hit afternoon for the left-handed hitting infielder at first. Tovar, one for four. Allen delivers a strike inside corner at the knees. Armin Killebrew waits on deck. Resting on his left knee, hands his sign. Looks back at second. The one-strike pitch. Tovar swings, bounces it to second. Alomar goes to O'Brien. O'Brien to first. Not in time. Tovar, the flashy sprinter from Venezuela, gunning up the line and just beat the relay throw from O'Brien. The Angels turned it over as well as they possibly could. Alomar on a two-hopper fired perfectly to O'Brien, and O'Brien as he skipped across the bag with a strong throw back to first, but just a bit tardy. Two outs. Tovar safe on the fielder's choice. Braun is erased 4-6, and on to third goes George Thomas. The Twins with two outs, bottom of the ninth. Harmon Killebrew, the hitter. The pitch swung on, a base hit to center field. Ken Berry, who replaced Nicky Rivers after pinch hitting for him, fields and fires into the infield. Killebrew, who leads the American League in RBIs, has just knocked in his 57th run on a line single to center. Thomas scoring, making it 7-4, Angels. Tovar stopped at second, Killebrew at first, and here's Leo Cardenas. He's knocked in a couple of runs with a sacrifice fly and his 11th home run. With two on and two out, the Twins bring the tying run to the play. Tony Gonzalez has called time and is walking in from left field holding what appears to be a golf ball that someone has thrown at him from the left field bleachers. The youngsters occupying the bleacher sections in left field and deep in left have been throwing refuse all day. It's a garbage pile out beyond the left fielder. And now not only are they throwing paper, but uh, hard objects aimed at Gonzalez. And to say the least, that's more than distracting. Could be injurious. Gonzalez again. Returning to left field. That is quite unlike the fans here at the Mets. They're as well behaved here as any place in the league. And it includes Anaheim Stadium, where we have to have the most polite fans in all of the American League. Ninth inning drama at the Mets. 7-4 Angels. Two on, two out. Allen, when he saved the win on Tuesday night, the Twins in a 7-5 ball game had... The base is loaded when he struck out Rich Reese and the game. He throws a curveball for a strike to Cardinals. The Angels won that game 7-5 with a tying run at second and the winning run at first in the ninth inning. 
Last night it was 3-1 to one Angels as they scored two in the eighth inning to break a 1-1 tie. The Angels with a 7-4 to four lead. Two on, two out, bottom of the ninth. And starting at the dangerous hitter up. Here's the pitch. Hung on and missed. A good fastball in on the hand. And the count two strikes to the shortstop of the Twins. Outfield deep. Runs at second and first to not mean a thing. It's Cardinals the Angels want to get out. Cardinals waiting patiently as Allen Reed Stevenson at the belt. Two strike pitch. Swung on a fly ball to right. Canigliaro goes back. He's under it. He's got it. The Angels win seven to four and sweep this three game series in Minnesota. Six great wins for the Angels at the Mets this year. They have now run up four consecutive wins, their second longest winning streak of the 1971 season. And that puts them in good shape as they go to Oakland for the final four before the All-Star break. Hitting, timely hitting. A home run by Gonzalez, three gift runs, unearned runs uh, offered by the Twins, and the relief pitching of LaRoche and Allen, saving it for Tom Murphy. With a total, here's on. Well, the Angels, seven runs, seven hits, one error, left six men on. Minnesota, four runs, 12 hits, three errors. They stranded nine men. The winner, Tom Murphy, five and 11, and the loss to Luber, he is 0 and 2. And the time of the ball game, two hours, 37 minutes. The paid attendance, 21,741. Tom Murphy will be our guest on Angel Report, and that will follow in just a moment. <laughs> 